0: Hey, this is
1: David Vitterman, the Cobra. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
2: This is Michael Mosman, and you're watching the Moto X Pod Show.
3: The Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, with co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ.
4: Oh boy, we are back. I don't know if I even remember how to do this. I feel like it's been a month since we've done a show, which... Guess it's only been a couple of weeks, but it feels like it's been a long time. A lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. It's been one week. We didn't do a show last week because I was out. Yeah. To... So did one... we do a show
5: last week before no, I left? No, but I'm saying it's just been one week that you haven't done it.
4: That's two full weeks since we've done a show. I mean, I guess technically you're yeah. right. So it feels like a month.
5: Okay. Did we do a show last week? No. You sure?
4: Uh, but we did one before your trip. Man, am I confused? Okay, yeah, that was the week before. So no, then it's okay. Whatever, I'm I'm beyond confused. I, I'm, I feel like it's been a long time. So we didn't do <laughs> well, one last back. week. Yeah, when I got back, that's right. When I got back, we didn't do one. We did the one right before I left. There you go. Yeah, two weeks. Okay. Uh, anyway, this is episode two thirty four, uh, brought to you by Cherry's USA. You guys know for decades, Cherry's USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories for products that fit perfect, look great, and last. Cherry's has what you need. They're a proud sponsor of the Factory KTM team, which is about to go racing this weekend with Tony freaking Cairoli, Dungey, Aaron Plessinger, and I feel like I'm missing one. Yeah, what there? year is it? Um, Yeah, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> that I, sounds I, like some, a... I feel like somebody else was on the team that I'm not even... Oh, uh, missing is somebody. it Benny? No. I saw him no, look with Benny's, a... No, Benny's doing um, the BB Butler brothers. Oh, okay. Anyway... Cherubies is on board. You guys know it, whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, handguards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit Cherby's and support that title sponsor. Follow them on Instagram and let them know you're listening fully, man. I'm needing that plastic. We've got to get the plastic for the YZ250 soon, buddy. Uh, he told me next month. So uh we got graphics coming from Berm Lords Any Day Now. And we're gonna get into all that. Race Tech is also on board, our co-title sponsor. Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning go-valves and settings are 100% guaranteed. Made in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Checkers and Clay Olson have me hooked up. i um, going to get into the YZ250 in just a minute, but the suspension will be going out to Clay over at PDR. the a Racetech uh, shop up in Minneapolis, and he's going to get the... the Shock and the forks and coat them and revalve them and everything. Those go out next week. I appreciate Race Tech. Really cool. And uh, my buddy Michael Dean Gage is rebuilding my rear shock for my 06 450 to get it back together. And Race Tech is going to hook me up with gold valves for that too.
5: Went from no bikes to dose bikes. To dose bikes. Yeah. yeah.
4: They still got that YZ 125 in a box. One of these days, maybe I'll touch it. Fly Racing's <laughs> on board. Best gear on the planet. Hit them up. Damon Bradshaw, RJ Hamshaw, Zach Osborne, all trust. Uh, Fly Racing, visit your local dealership. WPS is the obviously the supplier of Fly Racing. Use, support your local dealers, your local um, reps for WPS. You can also get X-Brand goggles through WPS. They're a sponsor of the Moto X-Pod show. Works Connection for all your cool bitching parts like the uh, Pro Launch Start Device, Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Customized Master Cylinder Covers, and much more. Use that code, Moto Pod 20 to save. Torque One Racing, our jerky. Want some snacks, Scotty, for the first outdoor national? Hit up eatarjerky.com. Use promo code Moto X-Pod 21 to save on that.
5: You gotta have Love you these gotta, codes.
4: You gotta have snacks for Hell yeah, I got a I have a cabinet full of our jerky. Berm Lord's graphics and jersey ID. So out there in California this weekend, I wore both of my jerseys with Eddie from Iron Maiden in the numbers printed inside the logos. And I had so many people going, like, holy shit, who did that? That's Berm Lord's baby.
5: Bermlords, hit them up. That, graphics yeah. at Bermlords.com. That's, I love that Iron Maiden thing. Yeah, I think so my sick. next
4: set of gear, I'm gonna do the new, one of the new album covers from them. That's that's just gonna be my thing. I love the I love that shit inside the numbers. Shan and Adam kill it. Adam's actually gonna pick up my 250 tomorrow from Dallas. Uh, but yeah, if you want graphics for your bike, which they're building, they're building my new kit for the 250. Bermlords graphics and jersey ID. Check them out on Instagram. Graphics at Bermlords.com. Is there email if you want to get uh, any information on pricing? Shock Socks on boards. William Motor, on board. William's Motor Works. Extreme Colors for your custom painted helmets. Blood Lubricant Oil Lines. The new Barracuda Bloodline is out. Multiple weights. Better protection. Better performance. And it lasts longer. Promo code MOTOX. All caps to save. Power Band Racing on board for you WP guys. True Fusion Sports. Uh, recovery and... Desi- uh, products designed for recovery and performance. I got to hit Derek up. I need some stuff. I'm still still in a lot of discomfort from all my riding last weekend out in the high des. And of course, Jason over at grillyourassoff.com. You guys going to do some cooking also for the race before you eat your jerky. Order some grill your ass off. Use the promo code MotoXPOD. They have all the best seasonings and marinades. Get it while you can. This stuff's going to sell out. It's a small business, Texas-based, Moto Supporting. Uh, go get you some, and you know, obviously he'll restock, but the stuff goes quick because it's good. Okay, this is episode 234. A little rough around the edges here, Scotty, but tonight we got a big show. Um, no pulp last night, so no wrap-up tomorrow. So, we're going big tonight. We got Michael Moseman up. Nick Romano, who just announced today that he's riding all the outdoors for Star Racing. Nick's going to jump on. Tony Alessi's going to come on and talk about Supercross and uh, some things he's got going on at Glen Helen. And Justin Bogle's going to jump on and talk about his outdoor plans. I saw him at Glen Helen when I arrived two Thursdays ago. He was out there on the track ripping around, but as soon as I got on the track, he disappeared. He did not want any.
5: Oh, yeah. I, hey, I don't blame him. I
4: passed I passed, uh, Joe Shimoda and Cameron McAdoo at least twice. Why?
5: Like, Did you drive by the Pro Circuit team? Nope. On the track.
4: <laughs> on the track. I passed them both. Well, actually more times than that. I passed them like four times because they were at the gate practicing starts. I went by them. Um, a couple times, you know, they were off talking to their, their mechanics. I went by them. No problem. Yeah. Pulled over to the little starting gate that they threw out. The practice starts and pulled up next to Cam. And I said, hey, man. You, uh, you need me to show you the fast lines around here? Yeah. He just laughed, obviously, because that was really a stupid statement. And I asked if that was the bike I got for the pony cut. And I said, yep. Didn't know he knew about it. He laughed and went on about his business. But, uh, yeah, we'll get, we're going to get into that. Uh, it's going to be a good show. And then yeah. our buddy, Troy Dog, uh, Troy Benjin, Bird Moto, he's going to jump on, talk about the squad. Grant Harlan's going to race all the outdoors. He's got some things to tell us about. I, I told him I'd really rather talk to his wife, Ginger Dog, but I don't know that we'll get ginger on the phone scotty what's up dude
5: what's going on man i don't i don't know if, if i remember doing five guests on the show i think we've done four a couple times but uh,
4: i'm sure you've done five guests
5: that, that wasn't even good
4: wasn't a good joke no eh, i bet somebody laughed
5: yeah maybe somebody
4: laughed <laughs> tj if tj's laughing listening he laughed
5: okay. yeah he's probably still driving right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
4: yeah actually i was supposed to call him oops sorry tj oh,
5: uh, six, six maybe, guests seven guests <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, we were like, oh, we're just going to go all night. But no, yeah. don't want to do that. We got a good show, though. Uh, we got 20 minutes or so until our first guest. We've got some things we can talk about right off the bat. Which camera's on? The wide one or put one on yeah. me? Yeah. Put, on put the you. one on me real quick. Yep. So, you guys know that our graphics company is Berm Lords. Shand is my guy, Adam Montoya, those guys Hook me up, take care of us. We want you to use Berm Lords graphics when you do stuff, uh, Jersey ID printing. But while I was out in California, I got my bike. A lot of the Pulp sponsors came together and did stuff for that bike because of their connection with Pulp and their connection with Kiefer. And Decal Works made a kit for the YZ250 that I was supposed to use while I was out there in California. We actually only used the numbers. But inside that kit, they gave me some extras. So I have these Moto X-Pod Show logos with a pony.
5: See the pony? Yeah, those are nice. So
4: I only have a couple of these. Um, I had a couple – I kind of – Posted them up on Instagram or Twitter. I can't remember. And I had a couple people request them. There's gonna. I'm gonna probably have two or three left over for our Moto X Pod Show listeners. Ooh. So on YouTube right now, Scotty, let people—they're listening. Let people tell us what they would do to get one of these oh. very limited edition Moto X Pod Show slash Pony Pod stickers.
5: I would, it's a little, it's, it's them, a little early to start getting that yeah, racing. Well, you
4: look at them. You pick. The best idea, the best funny, whatever. You, you have to pay attention, obviously. Okay. Hopefully you'll catch them. Okay. And we'll give one away to YouTube. And then uh, as far as our listeners in the archives that are not watching on YouTube, I don't know what's wrong with you guys, but if you're listening later, send us an email, motoxpodshow at com, and tell us what you'd be willing to do or give up for one of these bitching ass stickers. I appreciate the guys at Decal Works for doing this. Uh, you know, Proof's
5: going to be tough, though. Huh? Proof. Yeah,
4: we may not even take them up on it. I just want yeah. stories.
5: So Okay. Just, just ideas. We, yeah.
4: Um, yeah, I appreciate those guys. They have reached out a number of times and they're like, Hey man, we know you're berm lords, but we appreciate you know what you do and we listen to you. They they enjoy the content that comes from the pulp stuff with that I guess I've been a part of and they're very friendly. So I think those are, thanks the guys at Decal Works for some of these cool stickers. I actually have hang time, let me step away from the mic. I have some dark side ones. Also, some dark side ones that they threw in, and then some number threes. It kind of really looks more like Eli Tomac, but really, right now, I just I want to give a couple of these Moto X Pod show.
5: I'm surprised. I'm surprised we didn't see like. Here, do you want one? I'm surprised they didn't see you racing, riding out at Paula with the number three on there. Was like oh. "Oh,
4: I had a few people. Is that Eli Tomac? Oh, you're oh, not allowed to ride the number. You can't if you're an amateur. You have to have a three digit number. I was
5: I was like, just yeah, thinking like more of, more of like oh Tom- Tomac is riding a two stroke oh, this th- year. I, there
4: was there were some of those on the posts on Instagram and Twitter, um, but yeah my my number three has some meaning to me. That's why I keep it. I like it. But um, uh, okay. Do you want to? So we we have the X brand Lucid conversation to start this thing off, and we could either talk about the trip to Cali. Or we can talk a little bit about nationals and what we think is going to happen. It's your show, man. Now you're the co-host. You pick
5: tonight. What are we going to get into? Um, I, f- I don't know. I mean, I could go either way. I feel like no, I, f- I bet you I- could. <laughs> there's two. <laughs> you're on it tonight, man. <laughs> Woo. Uh, I, I feel like that the California trip has kind of already been talked about. I, but so has pre-race outdoor right. stuff yeah, too. So
4: of, yeah, there's been some review shows already. So.
5: So, here, let's let let the keep maybe tell like a brief summary of your Callie's story and then we'll see which way the is the going. Yeah, I feel like there's go. some
4: stuff I didn't really get into. Um, So, Thursday landing, Thursday landing Callie and drive straight to Kiefer's house. And like I pull in the driveway and him and Aiden are loading up and they're like, let's go get in the van. Yeah. And there was like, no, put your shit up. We're going to Glen Helen three o'clock. It's like, yeah. oh, super. And uh, he didn't tell me where we were going until I got there. I didn't know where we were going. And I'm thinking the whole way down there, this place is going to be beat to death. It's going to be terrible. It really wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't like Swan gets. Yeah. Like
5: oh yeah, it was not as
4: choppy, you know, as I expected it to be. And I had a lot of fun. It took me. I I, for those of you probably know, like he had the ponytail taped to the roof of the bike. I saw that. I didn't want to do that, and I kind of maybe should have done it just for the content, but I wasn't into it. But I went up there. Took me a few laps to figure the bike out. Had a blast. The bike's so good.
5: What? Um. Okay. What's so? What was your sketchiest moment?
4: Oh, that was on race day, Paula, race one. Or do you want like there really wasn't any sketchy moments at Glen Helen because I was not going very fast. Yeah. So I was just okay.
5: Figuring, so it was, yeah, it was sketchiest moment.
4: That was definitely the first race at at Paula. So <laughs> I rode practice, and there's a double out of a right hander. Not, not a big deal at all. Like, on my 450 seat bounce, every time I hit it, no problem. Yeah. Two-stroke, I wasn't very comfortable. didn't know the track. It was a little slick during practice, um, so I never jumped this double. And I got arm pumped very quickly. Kiefer had me go out for more practices than I was actually supposed to go out for. Come race time, there was this old, dude, high-des, like, mount. I don't even remember what they call it. Like, high-des, looked like it came out of the high-des.
5: Spirit in black, rider. Black,
4: blue jeans, work boots. Uh, like bushy ass eyebrows that were like coming out of the helmet. Nice. I was like, dude, I and he was on a two-stroke gas gas. I was like, I have to beat this guy. This is the guy I have to beat.
5: He went one one. Mine's right
4: he? up next to me. The first moto, like he he. If you watch the video on my Instagram, he's the one that like was right next to me and it actually got me in the first corner. But I'm side by side with him the whole first lap, and we get to this double out of the right hander, and I go outside. I'm like, fuck it, I'm jumping it. Yeah, I haven't jumped it all day. It wasn't that big. I'm hitting it case the ever-loving crap out of it and start to whiskey (laughs) as i'm landing and there's a huge like a a, it's a short tabletop but with a steep face right after it i'm like all right i'm about to launch this yz to the moon yeah and i'm gonna die so i just grabbed clutch and hit the brakes knowing that the guy behind me is probably about to land on me and thank god he probably saw me get squirrely and didn't yeah so instantly, my heart rate was at like 300. 300.
5: and you were dead. About still holding two on to the bike.
4: corners later, three corners later, there's a right hand that I was—I'll say I was railing it. I, it was—it was one of my better corners in practice. Okay. So I go to go to the outside like I was in practice, and I go into it fairly fast. And entering this corner, there's two big braking bumps that weren't there previously. Yep. And the back end kicks up in the air. And I had no brakes. I mean, other than I could grab my front, but I'm already endoing. Yeah. And I, I hit the the berm and went flying over the berm. Thank God it was nice and soft, and it was very, very soft impact. But then, like, I – that was it. I was done. Yeah. I, my, my heart rate had spiked. I had to get the, pick the bike up, start the bike, and I was just absolutely exhausted. So, those – that probably two and a half, three minutes was by far the sketchiest. <laughs> and, like, Chris was like, yeah, I – after that moto, I – Thought you were going to be terrible and then, thankfully i was my goal the second moto was probably not to even do but one lap i just wanted to get a good start but once i got the good start i was like all right i'm gonna go and it turned out better but that was that was rough
5: yeah that's nothing <laughs> yeah. like a good race first race in a couple of years i was like all right i'm gonna get literally get hurt the first lap
4: of my first race back is what i thought it was not good
5: um someone uh, jake wanted to know how the hot tub view was Hot tub was pretty good, yeah. Hot
4: tub was pretty good. I mean, Heather was in there a few times. That's a good view, you know. I mean, other than that, it was Chris and Aiden and a couple other buddies, Greg. And, yeah, but I mean, I, I assume he's asking about Heather because I, I, I just read the questions. I'm Heather not making was any by assumptions. Far the best looking thing all weekend.
5: What's um? I'm just trying to think of like random questions about to ask yeah. about your trip. So what's what's the goofiest slash weirdest thing Kiefer did?
4: Get butt ass naked on, uh, in the rocks. At, yeah.
5: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I heard about that. Yeah,
4: yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> that was the most awkward thing I think I've ever been around in my life. Like, literally, I was. Why like, is,
5: it, why is me, it that bad? It's like it's no different than just like locker room showers. That's not. That's not exactly comfortable either. I don't. I want, didn't say it was comfortable, yeah, well, but I mean. Okay, so
4: to retell that story, like me and Aiden were swimming in the bottom pool of the of the little stream, right? And there's huge rocks, and we just kept hearing, "Woo, <laughs> woo!" I'm like, I think they want us to come up there. And sure enough, we climb climb over a rock, and they they are literally him and Greg are laying on their backs on this big rock, spread eagle, like like legs spread. <laughs> kind of Balls and bush out. What's up, dude? And I'm yeah. like, oh god, yeah, they're naked.
5: They're they're, they're from the des man
4: everywhere, but at them, and they're doing everything they can to get me to talk to them. So I'm looking away, in the opposite direction. I'm looking over their head, and there's like what's and they think it's perfectly fine like they are that's nothing abnormal. You said, "Well, you know, I don't wear boxers when I ride," which that's weird. Put some fucking boxers on, Kiefer. <laughs> Sorry about my language. But yeah, I was super uncomfortable. Yeah. That was a gnarly day, man. I forgot how hard riding in the desert is.
5: It's it's yeah, it's long. That long those long rides will really hey,
4: it, it, it felt really long. Chris is like, oh, I wasn't that long, but it's like there's so much legwork. It's not a. Going it's not a hills. fifteen
5: minute moto. No, Dude, it's- that
4: that first hill that he talked about that I couldn't get up. He said, but I, I did get up on the third try. That thing had to be seven hundred feet long, and it's forty five degree angle. Like when I didn't make it, it was hard to stand and turn the bike around. Yeah, and then going down that thing. And back it, brake just was made locked it. the whole time, yeah. and it's doing nothing because it's just sliding through the silt. Yeah, it's all front brake and trying to use some engine braking
5: that two strokes don't have.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, I kept i I was shifting up, and then would stall, and I was like, oh shit, you know. And it, it that was I haven't done anything like that since I was a kid, and I don't know that I've ever climbed a hill that tall. And not only was it tall, like the one they went up where I caught my finger on the bush with the thorn, yeah. Was a little bit steeper, but so I went back to where it looked safer, but it was way longer. And then I didn't know halfway up, it made a right and you had to go in between two rocks and then you had to go left in between two rocks. Yeah. That's why I didn't make it the first couple of times. Like the first time when I got to the rocks, I, I panicked. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second time I got, got past the rocks and I probably went another 150 feet. It felt like, and then I was like, okay, I'm about to be on the top. And they say, when you get to the top, you got to let off because you hit a road, you come out on a road and there's a wall right behind it of more. And you, if you're going too fast, You'll just plow into the cliff, basically. Yeah. So I let off,
5: and then not I realized
4: enough. I was still like 80 feet, 100 feet from the end. It wasn't the top. Yeah. So then I had to start over again.
5: They're just waiting up there
4: like... Well, Kiefer had come back down, and, and Greg was trying to make it up, too. He didn't make it the first couple times. But I think he was... I mean, it was partly because of me. But then Kiefer came down and said, well, let's just go another way. And I was like, dude, I, give me one more shot. I need... I I was, right. I was not going to be okay if I didn't make it. Yeah. So the next time, I just went... Fast, faster and like work the clutch more but yeah I was exhausted because I don't know how many times I'd say at least 10 times I dumped the bike over in the sand and had to pick the bike up on the sand on a hill and try to turn it around manhandle it around and and dude it just exhausted me
5: and I did I it's not like you're out there and you're trying to do something like that and you, you know you're not just at a track where like you can like oh there's people around with camera oh, yeah. with 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 phones and stuff no. that can call no like if you mess up like you're into some trouble yeah and and like that i, I did one lap out of like a like a cross country course thing and like that was like, it wasn't even anything crazy and and it's still is, like so humbling because like i just don't do that kind of riding right yeah and so like yeah I, oh, you, the and you're you trying to like my butt and you're trying to you know you're trying to like nut up or shut up in front of Kiefer and all of them. So he's like, "You're like, yeah, I did." Adrenaline like, was probably going through the roof. They
4: would go over a ridge. You know, Kiefer was leading, then Aiden, then me, and then Greg behind me. And like, Kiefer would go over a ridge, and because I was taking longer, we'd come to the top of the ridge and they'd be gone. Yeah, he'd be over like two more ridges, and like, and the trails go three or four different ways. I'm like, I don't dude, even know which where, way they, you'd have to kill the bike and listen for the sound, and then take off again, and they'd wait. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry, man. I just and it wasn't all the time, but there was. I mean, I held him up. By, I mean, obviously. Well, I,
5: yeah, I mean, but, but that's like Kiefer's riding in his well, backyard, though.
4: I will tell you, that's some of the uh, most fun riding I've done. I yeah. want to do it again. Like I, we only got a couple minutes. I really want to move to the area where he's at. Yeah, like it was hot, but there at night it was cool. It felt good. It wasn't humid. There's just like when you, I, I'm at home in the desert. I lived out near there in Barstow for. Three or four years before yeah. we moved here, that's really where I kind of started riding and learning to ride. I was in the desert a little bit, and when I drive down the interstate and I just see desert, I'm like, dude, just I just want to go ride. Yeah, like, I don't see barren wasteland. I see like this is bitching. Yeah, this looks cool. I like the desert. I like being out here. When you're up in the mountains, it's just fucking cool. And you find this like the swimming area, like a little oasis. Yeah, you can't. There's nothing to do
5: like that. Yeah, like it's that so cool, here.
4: man. And I and like just sitting out at Kiefer's house at night. In the jacuzzi, and their house over the back of their house overlooks this little valley. And I was like, dude, it's so peaceful. Yeah, I want to move. I, I I really do. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen, but, you know,
5: grass is always greener on the other side. The trip, the trip was, or the desert's always brighter on the
4: side. (laughs) Yeah, there's no grass. (laughs) Yeah, it was an unreal trip. Uh, I actually typed up something last night that I was gonna send in to Pulp to put up on his website, kind of about. uh, It talks a little bit about that stuff, but. Um, we don't have much more time. We got to get to Michael Moseman, but yeah, it was a fantastic trip. The bike is awesome. I cannot wait to get it home, which that'd be by this weekend to be here.
5: Yeah. And I'm going to go do some riding this weekend somewhere. No, man, that's, that's such a cool opportunity. And then like, and so did, did you feel like closer with, with, uh, Kiefer now?
4: Yeah, man, we, we, I mean, I always felt pretty close with the guy, but yeah, we, they made me feel like family, man. I mean, and he, you know, the way he woke me up, if you guys was Pulp for the race Sunday morning was awesome
5: oh he played uh he, he played one of your uh tempest, tempest. Tool, yeah. okay yeah
4: yeah it freaked me out because i was like my phone's ringing yeah <laughs> what, what is going on and like why is it out in another room and i couldn't like wrap my brain around what the hell was going on and it finally hit me he, he's he's he yeah he set the boom bottle up but yeah i felt really close man i mean they bust a lot of balls him and heather are
5: brutal it was probably non-stop oh pretty much pretty yeah. much
4: but good times man i it it's really almost impossible to get into all the details of the trip. A lot of fun. They paid for so much. They took care of almost everything. Really? Like I bought one meal, but for the most part, they were just, nope, it's your weekend dark side. We're take care of you. You get everything. Heather got up, and made me breakfast, which she doesn't do for even them. Cause they don't really eat breakfast. Um, I got a shout out, shout out to Danny at Alpine star. My yeah, tech Tens uh, showed up at Kiefer's house. Like she just sent me a pair of tech tens, So they, uh, cause I didn't have matching boots for my gear. So yeah, I got a brand new pair of boots thanks to Danny at Alpine Stars. Uh the the bars, the bars, the fast company bars that Kiefer hooked me up with were pretty cool. They like they have vibration mounts on the bars. So they sort of less vibration. I have, the,
5: I have those. It's nice. I liked them,
4: yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed them. I don't know that I'm gonna leave them on there. But mine are I like mine
5: them. are like just like where the the clamps lock in, mm-hmm. it's just got like a little rubber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little probably a little more older of a system, but Maybe. it's But I definitely noticed a difference. It definitely makes it softer feel.
4: A lot of cool stuff. The Michelin Star Cross Sixes were awesome. I mean, look, like I almost pulled a whole shot.
5: You did. You came, yeah. Like I saw that. I watched your video a couple of times, and you like. Foot was foot was out yeah. inside right. Just, yeah. you just, I saw like you were like, okay, I can either come out of this in eighth or third, and I'm just gonna drop <laughs> yeah. the clutch and go. <laughs> I, got, I got a
4: little lucky, I think, but it felt good. Yeah, you I, had that.
5: You got that inside line though. I can't believe that was that open. Yeah, you just got just, you got there I quick worked enough. My, worked yeah. my way
4: into it, and uh, yeah, I think it was a little bit of luck, but uh, it's all right. I'll take it. How
5: many people were in that class? Oh, I think 17,
4: 17 or 18. Yeah. I think I went like seven. I forget now. Like 17 nine for 10th i don't even remember anymore
5: i think he's yeah something something
4: like that so i i mean the first moto i think i beat one guy
5: was it was it like a qualifying race
4: yeah for mammoth that's what they're trying to get me to come back for mammoth oh. in like three weeks
5: but you, you didn't i'm
4: like dude i well i don't really have the money to do that well did and you even qualify yeah took that because i got 10th i took the top 10
5: oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice right yeah so
4: they're like yeah come on out. i was like dude you see how out of shape I am. Can you imagine me up at, at fucking elevation in the mountains?
5: <laughs> no way. No way.
4: So, all right, let's take a commercial break. Let's come back with Michael Moseman. We'll be right back. What's up,
5: guys? This is the Seven Jews Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell
2: you about Achuribus USA. For decades, Achuribus has been the leader in motorcycle plastic accessories like full plastic kits, frame
6: guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM, Factory Kyle's Hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky
1: Mountain KTM, as well as many top
6: privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to aturbyusa.com or call
1: 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Motorized
2: Hey, Dad. Great race.
4: All right, first up, tonight, brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Pfiff's goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. Products like the industry standard Pro Launch Start device, the Elite Clutch Perch, radiator braces, customized master cylinder covers, and much more. It's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at worksconnection.com. Tonight, Works Connection brings us the one and only Michael Moseman. What's up, buddy? Oh, what's going on? Not much, man. Excited to talk to you. Looking forward to uh, Nationals kicking off this weekend. Are you feeling ready to go?
2: Oh, I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome, so thanks for having me on.
4: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, are you, is is the transition from supercross to outdoors you can kind of have an extra week now than i think we used to but is that transition easy the 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 fitness is a little different obviously bike setups everything's different right i mean is it something that you're just used to at this point
2: uh it's something you get used to for sure but it's not an easy transition just because i mean neither of them are easy here you know? and outdoors specifically just going into the you know the long motos and the brutal days it's like it's uh it's a little different, so, and uh, and the fast speeds too. That's that's the biggest thing. Getting your depth perception,
4: mm, yeah. right
2: for going that fast again. So, those are those are the main things.
4: Do you have a preference? Like, if you were going to do Supercross only or outdoor only, do you have a favorite?
2: Uh, I would probably do Supercross. Only.
4: <laughs> that's kind of yeah. sad. Like, I think most people would, and it. Like I, I feel bad sometimes. Like when I think about Davy, like I know Davy Coombs hears this, right? He eats, breathes, and you know, sleeps motocross. It's the, it's yeah. you know, it's the, it's the baby. It's the original. It's the heart and soul of the sport. But yeah, man. It's I mean,
2: awesome. It's just brutal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is just absolutely brutal. There's no way around it. And you know, when the days get hot and the preparations, no joke. It's like, it's a lot. And so, uh. Yeah, it's hard on the body. and Yeah. You know, I mean, A to Z, you just dude. I mean, on an average, you know, race, you will have welts all over <laughs> your body. Yeah. Just from the roost. And it's like, ah, sweet. I think one time, you know, everyone carries around the watches and stuff. And like, I think one time I had like a 400% like day or whatever. It's like,
0: geez, it's
2: like just, yeah. So um, outdoors is brutal to where it's like, you know, once you get crossed down and you can do it and you can be, like, safe, then it's like, oh, I could do this all day. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is easy. And, you know, and that's not easy either, but
0: anyways.
4: It's a little different rhythm, right? Yeah, it's a lot of timing and rhythm. And, yeah, you're, I'm sure – What do you know, like, on average, the difference in heart rate from outdoors to indoors? Is there much difference?
2: Uh, Outdoors is slightly lower. Really? Um, yep. Uh, but – it just depends. Honestly, I can get my heart rate, you know, both to, to pretty close. Yeah. Uh I think that uh yeah, honestly, you can get both. I think outdoors lends itself towards being not as intense uh but just because, you know, in supercross you're trying to pump the jumps and it's Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's a lot a lot of, lot of stuff going on really fast.
5: But, but you have to do it longer though, right? So it's like a low, a little lower rate, but you have to hold that for a longer yeah. time.
2: Yeah, it's honestly it's like maybe two beats. Like I've seen okay. everything, so you know it's and maybe early in the race it's like you know one eighty six, <laughs> one eighty seven, and then you know by the end of the race um, am you know one one ninety three or something.
4: Yeah, I was just so. telling Scotty, you know, I was out in California two weeks ago and I, I raced a mammoth qualifier at Mammoth. And I think there was a moment where my heart rate probably hit about 300. <laughs> uh, where I hadn't been on a two stroke in a long time, made a little mistake, got a little whiskey. And uh, yeah, it was like, ooh, I'm not in shape for this oh. stuff, Michael. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I have zero talent almost, and I am not in shape. And I was really lucky to walk away from that thing. Dang. Yeah. <laughs>
2: no, being in shape is.
4: It helps. It means something.
2: Yeah, well, I've t- had a couple three hundred, three hundred <laughs> uh, yeah. myself,
4: so. Well, Kiefer taught me some exercises while I was out there that he learned when he was do when he went out there to Alton's place for that. You know, when all the media went out, and he taught me four uh-huh. exercises that I have implemented. I actually cleaned out one of my rooms that was storage, and I've been working out for like since I got back from California. So I'm trying. Wow.
7: There you go. That's
4: awesome. I'm gonna make my pro debut in 23, Mo. So yeah, you better you watch out. Better watch out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Blue crew. Everyone's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's see. Or uh, back. back. side is gonna be out. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Scotty.
5: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, man, I just you know I've kind of always admired how much of like a fighter you you are and determined you are to you know when you face adversity you you really bounce back from it and are stronger stronger for it and. You know, you kind of had some ups and downs this season, so I just, I just kind of want to know how, how you stay that determined, and then how nice does it feel to kind of have a fresh start this weekend?
2: Oh man, that's a that's a really good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, it's, Yeah, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people would say that, but uh, I, I would say that uh, I just learned. I just learned around every corner, and you know, and and this year I, I think I've. I've really learned even more than ever before uh, as I work on my mental game. It's like I'm learning stuff that's so like I don't know niche is like niche as the word I guess mm-hmm. uh, and where it's like so specific and so small that I'm like like I, I learned in the past a little bit uh, like I was like Glen Helen and there it was like a, at the bottom it wasn't a 180 it was a 90 and I just learned that at the bottom of hills when like your, your suspensions like dealing with all the G forces, like I want to turn as little as possible there. And a lot of times, like in the main line, it was like coming across the bottom at the bottom of the hill. Yep. And, and I, I was, I was cutting it off. Cause I was like, I don't want to turn right there because it, it just, it doesn't feel as trustworthy. And so, uh, little things like that. So anyways, I'm just to illustrate the point that I'm, that I'm always learning and I'm still learning and, uh, you know, you, you don't really have, you know, you have winning performances and learning performances. Oh, and, like that. Uh, and it's, and, and, and so we learn from, learn from the learning performances and uh, turn them into winning performances over time. But uh, I, yeah, I, I think that's really just the key is, is I, I don't get down on myself and uh, I'm not focusing on, you know, the the loss, but I'm trying to build, uh, on what I can build on. And, uh, I think I also, I don't beat myself up too much. Right. Uh, A lot of guys, it's like, I kind of got over that. It's like a lot of times, a lot of guys will beat themselves up a lot. And the more you beat yourself up, like the less that like the team feels like they need to, you know, Mm. and, (laughs) uh, it's almost like a, you know, protection mechanism, uh, that we'll use, but it's like when you just get over that, and it's like, all right, let me take the emotion out of it, and so let me just simply learn because for me to sit here and throw a fit isn't really going to get us anywhere. So uh, that's that's been my approach.
4: Yeah, I've, I've said for years since I've kind of gotten to know you a little bit, like your your outlook, your are you're, you're different, you're wired differently than a lot of the other racers, and that's something I, I'm always impressed by. Is you know, we talked about it, right, your, your, your thinking game and how you look at things. And I, I found it so interesting this year with you spending more time with Justin Barsha and, you know, your personality. When I think of you, I don't think you and Barsha would match in any way whatsoever. But you mm-hmm. able being able to ride with him and take things, and you know, and maybe be more aggressive at times when you need to. I, I love how you can absorb stuff from different people and, and implement them and still be the same guy, though. The same smart guy, same intelligent racer. But then you see a little bit more aggression at times when you need it. And I, I just love watching the evolution of Michael Moseman over the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. That. It's, definitely been, it's definitely been a process. And the uh, <laughs> process is not done. So
4: Right, yeah. Well, how do you feel about your Supercross season as a whole now that it's over? I mean, five podiums, I think. You got a win in San Diego. Uh, you know, not what you wanted, but... I think it's been it was a better season for you just the way you raced overall. I think, yeah, like I said, I think it's been an yeah. evolution. Is that how you feel? You know,
2: it, yeah, absolutely. It was my best season yet. You know, and so we're gonna celebrate that personal yeah. best. Are you kidding me? It's like, and uh, I mean, it's like it's it's also cool because I'm just at a level where it's like there's there's still only up to go. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I feel like how I performed like. I can do that every year, you know what I mean, and, and if that's my base and I'm I'm building off that next year, us, you know we're in great shape. Uh, you know I I think the year before I got like sixth in the championship or something, so uh, and missed a couple races. Like it was the first one in a little bit that I hadn't missed any and uh and and through it, you know, like well I think two different times within the season I got sick, uh, and I, I broke my hand at one of the rounds. And, like, there's just, you know, a lot of different variables and things to where, you know, all in all, all things considered, like, dang. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we accomplished a lot, you know. And I, I think that – I think there's a lot to build on. And, you know, getting let quite a bit of laps and, you know, rode up front and was in that position and uh, got a lot of good starts. And, and, you know, another thing is it's like – I, the way I look at it, it would have been, you know, two wins at least, uh, you know, go to Seattle, um, and without the r- rear rotor, I, I think that would have been, that was my race to lose.
0: Right. Uh, yeah.
2: And, and so it's like, you know, I just put myself in really good position, um, a lot of times and, uh, I'm, I'm proud of how I raced and yeah, looking, looking forward to continue to build on it. And,
5: enjoy it now and stuff so i dig it Now, so, you know dark Side kind of mentioned your your relationship with Barsha and and i i had a question in my notes about how kind of your personalities matched up and just kind of talk about like maybe what you like how how y'all match together and kind of how y'all's relationship goes yeah
2: hey question what do you, what do you guys see what do you guys see in our relationship
5: do i you think guys of see like anything? well i i think that like you know bar they talk about Barsh as like that consistency guy, but he's kind of wild child at the same time. And I feel like y'all are like kind of like the yin to each other's yang kind yeah. of thing. Like, the, like you're younger, kind of a similar version, but the opposite at the same time. And yeah, so yeah. I kind of like, that's how I see well, it.
4: What I see, and this is an outsider, right? I don't know Justin very well. Right. And I probably don't know you yeah. very well. I just know what I think I know. And when I see <laughs> some of the decisions Justin makes, sometimes I like, man, he didn't think that out very well. Like he just goes full bore and just whatever happens, happens. That may not Mm -hmm. be the case. But with you, I feel it's a complete opposite. Like I think you're you're thinking like your chess match style, like three steps ahead. So Mm -hmm. I see it very differently. But then I also see the personal side where I hear the stories and I've seen the goofiness of Justin and Will in the truck. And I'm thinking some of these stories I hear, like I bet Moe's is very uncomfortable at times. With
5: some of the humor, yeah.
4: so I kind of I, I, I don't wonder how that goes.
5: I thought that yeah, he, no, but I don't. But I think he handles it. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah. but go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. Constantly, uh, <laughs> that's constantly a thing. Yeah, uh, where I'm just shaking my head and they just <laughs> yeah. It's like a whole thing. Like you know, if they get me to like crack up, like to actually laugh at one of their like terrible jokes, you know, and they're just <laughs> their vulgarness Yes. Uh, yeah if, if they get me to laugh at it that's like a win for them but you know what i'm i was i think i impressed myself about how little i laughed at some of this stuff uh, <laughs> what about but, oh
4: go ahead go ahead do you finish and,
2: and and uh i don't know we we have a good time and it's like we're it's like tricky because we are like we're both outgoing uh you know kind of fun loving we're we're both a little bit nuts. Um, and, and I think, I think the other thing that we both get along really well, cause we're both men and, you know, if we ever have, you know, a disagreement or whatever, like we both stand our ground, but we're men and we can like get over it, you know? And, uh, and like he pushes me really hard, like on the track and cause I mean, dude, when Justin Marsh is behind (laughs) you, like, that's, that's, you know, that's a little different. And, uh, and I remember one time, like I was behind him and, and dude, I, I pushed him a lot this year, uh, all the way, you know, kind of throughout the year and still am. And he needs it from me and he hasn't had, you know, something like that, you know, in a while. And so, you know, when I'm I'm on him, and one time I came into the corner and like revved it at him like he does, <laughs> and he was like, he was he was like, "What are you doing?" Like he, he afterwards, he's like, "What are you doing?" Like you you can't do that. Like don't don't come in and rev at me. Just come in and like take the spot. And he's like he's like that's my move. Like you can't <laughs> you can't use my move against me. I was like it's Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, th- I we we talked about it and. I think I I've been really good for for him and uh and just like the whole thing kind of challenging him every day and you know I show up and I'm just kind of the same guy and consistent and uh and that that was really good especially in our off season and you know we've had a little outdoor off season now and uh I don't know we he, he so <laughs> so okay I'll tell a story. All right, let's do so, it last last year before outdoors we're in like the prep period and he started you know we're doing a moto and we are both like shredding our butts off i, I don't know where pierce was he, he, he wasn't around uh but we are both like going we're hammering down we're at Glen helen and i think it was like a rented day or something and we're just going nuts and and then he catches me from like I don't know, five seconds back, you know, seven seconds back or something. He got me from a ways, uh, you know, with, you know, Glenn Helen for advantage, but he's, he was riding really good outdoors. He, he shreds. So, and, uh, anyways, and then, and then I was holding them off and I was holding them off and I was holding them off and he passed me with like one or two corners left. And, and then he, you know, Oh, and it just it just crushed me. And he he celebrated super big off the finish line and it was just it was it was a thing. And but it was it was it was a great moto for me and it was a great moto for him, but it was just like a crushing blow, right? Yeah. So this year we're back at Glen Helen, I think it it was another I don't know if it's a private day or not. Uh and and we're and this time he pulled in like pretty close behind me, like really close. <laughs> so he didn't really have to catch me. He was just there. And uh, and we go 30 plus two and I'm, I'm shredding, he's shredding, uh, and I'm holding him off the whole time. And, and, it, and it wasn't really until like the last, I don't know, 10 minutes that he was really on me, on me. And with about four laps to go, uh, I remember I was just like, I, I just, I just let go. And I was like, okay, if he passes me, he passes me. Great. That's awesome for him. But I'm going to focus on me and doing everything I need to do. Right. And I just kind of let go of like, essentially worrying about if he passed me or not. And so then and it was funny. Cause then the next like five corners, he stuck a wheel in twice and it was like, It was like, you know, the heart rate's raising and, uh, and I'm like, nope, it's fine. If he passes me and I'm riding as good as I am, I can't do anything about it. Like I'm going ham. So anyways, then, so then I, I survived the initial storm and like a lap or two later, he, he like goes, he's got kind of a line on me and he goes in for a pass, but I, I'd covered it and, uh. He makes a little bit of bobble. I knew I had two laps left in the moto. And I was like, all right, I am not letting this happen like it did last year. Like (laughs) I, I gotta make this happen. And, uh, and so I just like dropped the hammer and like, I was like, all right, he just made a mistake. I need to let him not catch me so that I can run, run my own lines. I'm going to focus on me. I don't care. He will not pass me. I'm going, I'm just going to take off and uh I did, and he and i i you know got my pace down and uh and then i and then over the same jump that he celebrated big in front i i went off and did a big fist bump and uh and then like pulled off and uh he went over the j- jump after me, and like yeah flipped me off fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and and then like he went around the turn and he pulled off and we de- you know kind of debriefed he yeah. and uh yeah. and and I go, I go, is that too much? He's like, no, man, I love it. Da, 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 da. You know, and we're, he's like, oh, it's so good. And, and he had kind of been chasing his tail a little bit, testing. And so for him to, like, he, he found the bike, it felt good. So then he just hopped in on our moto. uh, And he was like, it was so good for him and for everyone, for the team, for everyone that, like, I was there doing motos and I could push him to that level because no doubt he was, you know, we were we were both like on the limit of what the track would give. Uh and and just really, really racing good. So oh, I
4: love it. That's awesome. That's that's kinda of story. So that's yeah.
2: that's kind of like the dynamic. And <laughs> you know, there's times where I you know, I gotta close my ears or look away and but uh there's also times where I'm instigating and
6: uh <laughs> I like it.
2: And I, I find I find that I'm kinda of like uh, I you know there's there's like the saying it's like don't be a thermometer be a thermostat yeah and it's like don't just take check the temperature in the room like be the one who changes it and guides it and so like a lot of times when like he's like being chill or like off or pierces whatever then i'm like trying to lift the vibe and kind of like mess with people and you know get people you know engaged or whatever in conversation and and then when you know he's going nuts and and pierces you know being wild too and wills just you know being Will, and i'm like then then i kind of like kind of go to the back seat and i'm like all right i just need to like all right i'm like chill out guys yeah <laughs> like, yeah, <come> on. yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's it's a dynamic but uh it's been a it's been a good one for both and i think uh between pierce and i and our youth we've we've brought a lot of fun into the program uh which i think is you know really help justin's career be i think longer uh and healthier and i think played a huge part in you know the success he had in supercross
4: yeah it seems like a lot of fun over there at that team that's yeah i mean with will walking around in his daisy dukes and crop tops and yeah and yeah that's and justin that getting was... naked in toolboxes apparently and yeah <laughs> it's good stuff yeah. go, go ahead scotty
5: well, you kind of answered one of the, almost pretty much just answered a question I had for you. So I was like, you can test a bike, you can test your body and figure out where your heart rates at, all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of hard to test pressure, like especially race situation. So, you know, you just told us a story about Barsha. Is that, is that really like the, like you kind of have to have a guy like that on the same level as you to do that? Is there really, do you find any other way that you can prepare for that kind of pressure or is it, or, you know, is it pretty much just mm. if you have a situation like that?
2: uh that's that's the best one for sure yeah. uh and i think there's you know there's that's the best one to simulate it right to get like real real reps uh and it and it's got to matter to you you know and you can't you can't pull off like in practice it's dude when someone catches you it's like it's hard to just stick in it you know and uh and and it's hard you know not to make any mistakes and just stay committed and yeah you know and so uh but, yeah, I would say for sure he's he's helped me in that aspect. And, you know, there was a lot of times before the Supercross season where, uh, you know, I I had him right on me for, you know, a long time or even Pierce freaking shreds too. And, you know, he'd be right on me. And uh, and I got a lot of reps where, you know, when San Diego happened and I'm, I was leading, there was one point with, like, I don't know one third left in the race or something. I made a a pretty good sized mistake, and uh, and I remember the next corner thinking I was like, oh, I bet Hunter thinks like, oh man, he's like probably smells blood because I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but I was like, oh, ah, no, I'm totally fine. Like, <laughs> and so like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, he probably thinks that like uh, things are gonna fall apart now. But I'm just like managing this from the front. And because I had those reps, you know, yeah. and I, 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 I already had, you know, the, the mental kind of rehearsal and the mental headspace to know that, all right, when I make a mistake, I do this and, and I just reset right there. Like, all right, great. Next steps. Like, what are we doing? And you just kind of forget about it and you don't carry it with you. And so,
5: yeah, Hunter's good, but he's not Barsha on a four fifty. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, no. Uh, Moes, so I got yeah. one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I got one are more question before you. Before we yeah, let yeah. you go, and this is uh, this is like we do this segment sometimes when it's just me and Scotty and TJ, our other co-hosts, at the end, and it's like a general question type thing. Uh, so my my blood lubricants cross rutted question for you. I think you. Ha- you I feel like you are going to have an interesting answer. If you could you time go. travel anywhere. Any time frame of the history of the world, where would you where would you time tra- time travel to?
2: Oh, uh, you know, I gotta go to like first century Palestine, hang out with Jesus. I, I feel that was you where you're gonna like, go. Yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> and and the the crazy thing is too it's like when you read the Bible, like the, the his disciples didn't even fully understand who he was. You know, while he was walking this earth, right. And so it's like if you could time travel back and yeah, but then, uh, it's funny, I have, like, the foresight that, like, it wasn't his time. It was, I don't know, it'd just a whole deal. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but it, uh...
4: That's still cool, though. Uh,
2: this would have been a crazy time, and I think, you know, all of history kind of changed, right? The calendar started then, and... Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you know that, like, hospitals, schools, all that stuff was, like, not popular or even, like, going to be popular. It was, like, after Christ came like people began having actually a heart for that. And I think the world was as a whole made a better place, even though.
4: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Everyone. Yeah.
2: Not necessarily everyone accepted him,
4: but well, they still don't. Right. But
2: yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I know that's, I don't know. That's
4: like a different answer. No, that's good. That's good. I like that a lot, man. I really do. uh, Um, that's All right, fun. man. So we're gonna let you go real quick. Uh, give me, uh, give me your prediction for Paula, man. Or do, you, do you win? Where do you feel like you're, you? You ha- do you? I know you don't. I think you're not the type of guy that wants to. You know, give a um, a goal. My like that. Paula prediction. Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, I want to win Paula. Yep. I really do. Uh, it's really it's it happens a lot where the guy who wins the first round just takes off with it. Sure. Uh. And I think that would be a big, um, a big boost just to my season and, uh, you know, start, start me off on the right foot. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to be, um, going for the win, but, uh, which is I think a different mentality. Cause usually it's like, Oh, i survive the first round. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but also, but also, you know, that's in the back of my head, it's the first round and, uh you know, everyone's kind of getting a feel for where they're at, but, uh, you know, I think, I think my, I would rather not you know say a place and I okay. would just say, I want to have, I want to have a winning performance, but that doesn't necessarily mean I win. Uh, if, if that makes sense, it's like, I want to perform absolutely great, uh, on my end and, uh, wherever I, wherever I finish is, is where I finish. But uh, I know that if I control the things that I can control, and I control my race, then I'll be
4: in a really good spot. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. We're just a few days away. Uh, look forward to. I'll be watching this one on TV. But uh, hey, who who, who wins, Dungey out of Dungey and Cairoli? I think Cairoli, man. Although it, it sounds like he just kind of chilled today and was figuring things out. So, but I'm going to go Cairoli, man. That's what who I picked a couple Wait, weeks do, ago. Do I'm we still... do
5: we have like a minute?
4: Uh I mean we have like two minutes before we're supposed to get Romano on, but okay. he can wait. Go ahead.
5: Okay, well what is so I've been watching I got Mav T V plus. I've been yep. watching like two thousand fourteen, I think. Okay. All right, so mm-hmm. you would would you say that Roxon was faster then, than he is now, right?
4: Ooh, I don't know. That's hard to say. Roxon was Go ahead. I'll let you answer. He that's what he was Ro- just Ro- running away
5: with everybody. So, so and like Tomat couldn't was run with them, Canard and Stewart are right in there. Like if Dungy can hold some of that speed, like I don't think that that speed has changed that much. And if he can somehow find that same speed, (laughs) he's going to be hard to beat.
4: Yeah. If McGrath could come back and somehow find that speed.
5: Yeah. But uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I've just been watching it and it's been like, I'm like, dude, I don't, know if
4: anybody can find that speed. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. (laughs) I can't imagine. I
2: can't imagine Ryan Dungy comes out to the, you know, first five rounds gets, he's just like, seventh place. Like I feel like he will figure it out at some point. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ryan dungie is not going to sit around in seventh place. That's just not who he is. And he's not going to lay down and take it like that to where it's like at some point he'll put it, you know, enough solutions in place to fix, you know, whatever problems arise and, you know, get to where he
4: wants to be, uh, is, is my perspective. I agree, but I'm going to go kairoli over dungie this weekend.
5: First round. Yeah. Thanks. Maybe so.
4: Yeah.
2: Is Kai Rowley really going to race them all?
4: He is, hasn't confirmed. He's definitely doing the first two, and he told Mathis a couple of weeks ago that he would like to do them all, but there's a lot of factors in play. He wants to travel to all the tracks in an RV, I think he said, with the wife and see everything. Oh I think gosh. he ends up doing them all. Yeah.
5: All right. Yeah, that's cool. what I think. If he goes like four, two, three, one, yeah, he's but, he's in. But know. I
4: also don't know crap because I yeah. picked Dylan Ferrandis to win the four hundred and fifty Supercross Championship, and yeah, I just I, I I'm wrong most sometimes. <laughs> <That's> so, <tough. laughs> right on. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for having time for us, buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. All right. Okay. See, you, bud. Uh, we pre- appreciate Michael Moseman coming on. He is always one of my favorite people to talk to. Uh, great, great guest. I, th- I think good things are going to continue to happen for him. He's getting better and better, and we're going to see bigger and better things out of him. Take our second commercial break. We'll be right back with Nick Romano.
5: If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry's standard Pro Launch Start device is used by many of the teams, such as factory HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Pep Suzuki, and many more. Pull shot specialist Vince Freese, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust
3: Works Connection to get them to the front.
5: And don't forget, you can also get the elite clutch perch, radiator braces, engraved master cylinder covers, and much more at worksconnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions.
4: In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. RaceHeck also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service.
7: Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too.
2: Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Race tech components in my SGV suspension and also the Race tech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling.
7: Hey, it's your boys at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Race Tech, here's what you do put your hands behind your back and run your face into a wall. RaceTech.com.
2: What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Race Tech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance product. Definitely check them out.
4: Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save.
3: When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong.
5: X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roost, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local
3: dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand, X-brand because we said so. And we're hot. <laughs>
4: All right, guys, we're back from our second commercial break. Next up, he's a rookie this year, man. We just uh, saw on Instagram today that he is going to race all the outdoor nationals. This adds an extra little, uh, little, a little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Scotty? Uh, a fire, something Lair. to the fire, a flare to the fire. Uh, Nick Romano, Star Yamaha's Nick Romano joins us. Dude, your post today got me more fired up than probably anything I've seen in a, a week or so.
7: <laughs> Heck, yeah, that's awesome.
4: Yeah, because, I mean, dude, obviously you're one of the, you know, the expectations are high for a guy like yourself. I mean, I think, what, 10 major <clears throat> championships last year, amateur rider of the year last year, crushing it at Minio's. Like, I mean, there are a lot of expectations on, on your shoulders. Those probably aren't necessarily – I don't know what Bobby expects out of you this year, but, I mean, this is a learning year. But you have the talent to go out and probably win – or and dance sure podium –
7: yeah. No. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long time coming for sure. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, like you said, last year I had a really good year. Um, I think I won a title at least, um, at every major I raced. So that was awesome. And then, uh, gonna end the year off at Minio's moved up to eight class and, uh, yeah, I had a fantastic week there. I think I won every title except one. And, uh, actually at the race Bobby, you know, called me in for a meeting at the end of the week and was like, Hey, like we're gonna put you on a pro bike here soon. <laughs> um and actually I got on supercross after minios and was just riding a little bit. And then actually I was doing so good on supercross that uh he was like, Hey, let's try and do some East Coast rounds. So I was like, All right and then uh late December we had a, a pretty big get off. I'm not gonna say what happened, but Okay. Yeah. Was uh I was out for about a month and a half, two months, so yeah, that kind of put me back. So then after that kind of just healed up and then really took my time getting back into it. Uh, I think, you know, after that was kind of, all right, let's do outdoors and focus on that. So yeah, it's definitely been, uh definitely been made up that, you know, I'm going to be a pro guy for a little bit now, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, no, it's been awesome. Like training at the farm and, you know, with all the guys and, you know, our trainer Swanee, it's been, um, it has been awesome. We've been doing a lot of work, you know, like I've been on, I've been on outdoors more than all these guys. So it's been a minute and, uh, yeah, I have just been kind of cruising, laying low and yeah. yeah, here we are.
4: What, what is it like riding with so many talented riders? I mean, that's a, that's kind of a lame question, but when you, when you have all the guys that are on star Yamaha, the, the amount of talent, including the 450 <coughs> guys like Eli, like, are you just learning something every day? Are you going, Oh wow. Like this is unbelievable. Like, what is it? Just, what are you absorbing from those guys?
0: um
7: i don't know really like i'm with them every day you know it's like i'm so used to it yeah. it's been like that for the past two years but um honestly thinking about it now it just like about the pace that they ride out you know like every single day like you show up on a friday and you know you're smoked from the week and like nothing changes you know, they're all still hammering so <laughs> uh definitely that and just like really everything like working out and you know seeing how they recover eat because like you know i just turned 17 like i want to i want to eat whatever i want right like i want to go to in and out later but yeah, i boy. can't so uh yeah no just uh like dieting and recovery and just the little things that you know like i know about or i knew about but just you know having to do them you know much more eat better you know kind of in that case so yeah a little bit of everything i'd say
4: I I would say the one reason, and it's not lack of talent, that I couldn't go pro is – i couldn't eat in and out enough like that's, yeah, that's it. it's definitely scotty scotty it's not the lack of talent yeah right? that has I mean, nothing to do with we it. saw that at apollo a couple yeah of
5: weeks. Oh, pure shit, pure talent pouring yeah. talent it's in
4: and out though i'm not i'm not giving up my ice cream and i'm not giving up my steak no way can't do it not even for a multi-million dollar
5: contract yeah thanks Carmichael. <laughs> yeah right, right. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, it's so, tough for sure so yeah. i kind of had a, a, a similar question about we you know being with arguably which is probably considered the one of the best teams right now best by especially in your class Blue crew, baby yeah like which which one of those guys have you learned the most from the, and then maybe or kind of taking you under their wing a little bit um or is it just kind of a collective thing that y'all are just kind of all in on the same you know same goal
7: yeah uh yeah it's kind of more of a collective thing like obviously we all want to be the best that we can be um I guess you could say maybe uh maybe J Coop, honestly. Um, like we were both from New York. We mm-hmm. grew up riding us literally the same exact tracks. Like we had this one sand pit back home that only me and him knew about, so like obviously he's way older than me, but you know, he had two younger brothers and stuff like that that we were. so with. old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not uh, what is he 20 23, yeah, I'm I don't laughing because I'm
4: 46 so yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's way older than me yeah
7: yeah, yeah. but um, anyway. yeah I guess you could say Jay Coop really yeah. Um, if if I had to pick one but for the most part like it's you know we're all trying to do the same thing and that's eventually win right so yeah
4: yeah you mentioned a minute ago recovery and, and watching those guys how they deal with recovery and that's one of those things there's a couple things I hear about from like rookies a lot and they're like the pace, like you're you're used to having one or two guys that are at your level, and most of the other guys are pretty far off. And once yeah. you get to the pro level, everybody's at your level or above it, and they can they can, can uh, maintain that intensity for the entire moto or the entire super, you know, uh, main event or whatever it may be, whatever we're racing. But then also learning about your body and the recovery; those are the two things: the the intensity and learning to take care of your body. To recover during the week while also maintaining what you need to do. Those are the two most difficult yeah. things. But I think, obviously, with your team, you have the right people in place to figure that out.
7: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, like I said, recoveries are actually a really big thing. Like, yeah. I used to, you know, kind of put it off and, you know, I'd ride, go golfing, whatever the case would be. And I kind of cooled down with that just realizing, like, you know, it's summer, starting to heat up. Florida, dude, the humidity is crazy. So. Yeah. You're always smoked. But uh yeah, like that yeah, like you said, like amateurs, you know, there's one, two, maybe three guys that are like, all right, you're gonna show up at a race and like you know they're gonna be there, whatever, you know. Um but yeah, like today we read Press Day and like I mean I'm not quite nervous yet, but just like line up on the start, like before the first session I was like, dude, like the whole star team, whole pro team, Husky, KTM, like it's crazy how many guys there are that are so fast and I could win so yeah yeah I mean I don't know I uh really my main goal is just to be it every round you know all 12 and learn as much as I can um obviously like you know if I can ride like I know how to and everything's working and I'm gelling uh yeah I definitely bound to do good but you know I gotta take it step by step and see how it goes
4: absolutely that's smart
5: yeah that's kind of you know where I was going to go with the conversation it was you know you're, there's kind of been a conception of now in our sport where you know you you win you win a bunch of the amateur titles and because of guys like stewart and Poto and carmichael they came in and they they just started racking off wins right away i feel like every guy that wears that you know top amateur crown kind of comes in with those expectations and you know you kind of mentioned just trying to learn and be there for all of them but like what's you know what what other difficulties do you find to find that balance of hey i'm i'm young i've got to learn with a lot of guys that have a lot more experience than i do but at the same time i'm ready to go let's go win you know so like you know just kind of talk about that a little bit
7: yeah uh yeah like you said i mean you know you obviously want to go there and be the guy and you know so young like all those legends have done um you know that'd be that'd be awesome right but i mean in reality like you got to you got to learn and, you know, take away all the positives. Like, you know, obviously when I got one, one, like dude, that'd be insane. But <laughs> you know, like I don't know where I stack up against, stack up against these guys. So yeah. it's actually funny. Cause I had a talk with my, uh, with Gareth, my trainer the other day. And he was like, dude, just this year, like go out and enjoy it. Cause you know, you're not gonna, it's going to go by quick, and you know, you're not going to be, you know, just out there riding with no, you know, pressure on you or you know, like, hey you gotta win, like go out learn and uh yeah, see where it takes you. But no, I mean obviously I wanna do that, but you know, I'm so competitive, like I wanna go out and win, right? <laughs> like yeah, of that, course. that's how it goes. So but yeah, I mean really I think watching, you know, the past few summers, like it's all gonna be about a start. So and I know I'm I'm pretty pretty damn good at starts. So we'll see uh we'll see how it goes Saturday and you know this summer. But yeah, honestly Go out and get you know first second. I'll be pumped. Go out and get tenth eleventh. You know I'll be pumped. Like it's just kind of how I'm, where my mind's at right now.
5: Nice.
4: Yeah, I think the one of the major goals for you probably ought to be like let's let's get through all of them, right? And let's not crash. Let's not have any injuries. Not try not to have any DNFs. Let's go out and learn learn the tracks. And I mean that I would assume that's a big goal. Obviously, like you said, you'd love to go win, but yeah, let's get through them all, right? I mean that's <laughs> that's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Are there any tracks in particular that you're really most looking forward to? Like, have you been to most of these tracks? Um,
7: yes and no. I'd say I've been to about half of them. Okay. Like Paul, obviously, we lived out here. Yeah. Uh, Hangtown, I went one time for an area qualifier, but I was hurt, so I kind of just rolled around. Um, and then yeah, I haven't really been to the ones in the middle of the country. Oh, but so you're Redbud,
4: uh, Redbud, and Millville are going to be like heaven for you.
7: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, like Unadilla I'm looking forward to a lot for, cause just, you know, that's my home race, but like yep. I've never even raced that track. So you can call it home, but not really, you know, yeah, um,
0: yeah,
7: that'll just be sick. Cause I'll have so many, you know, friends and family out there. But, um, if I had to pick one, Unadilla or Redbud for sure. Okay.
4: Millville is my, my place That's my jam That place is just beautiful I, And I like I yeah. never got to ride Red Bud Millville is one of the only National tracks I've ever rode uh, I rode Paula two weeks ago and When Freestone was a thing I raced there But man There's yep. just something Like heaven about Millville
7: Yeah no I, uh, I got you on that one Yeah, yeah They're, yeah. they're all, But they're like You know We're at the pro level now like, Sure They're all Yeah yeah like, right Yeah they're all gonna yeah. be
4: hot They're gonna be beat to shit yeah. And Yeah Yeah not not a lot of fun for somebody like myself go ahead
7: yes sir
5: have you have you thought much about you know you talked about the recovery and stuff, but like have you have you taken into your training plan to plan for this because you know amateur racing you do one moto and then you have probably sometimes a day before you do another one, so what have you done to kind of prepare for that quick turnaround
7: uh, nothing nothing crazy um I've always kind of watched. On um, what i eat you know some days but uh <laughs> I like yeah that. now i kind of just like you know it's like damn i really can't have those oreos in the pantry you know <laughs> <laughs> uh but no just kind of watching i am eating and like you know how much sugar i'm you know supposed to be taking and just like the little things like that but um yeah nothing crazy just like i'm a big soda guy so stay oh. away from that just you know little things like that really yeah like, I think help a lot,
4: Scotty. I feel like me and Nick could be homies. Like, hey man, <laughs> eat, eat some of these white fudge covered Oreos with me, man, and dip them in your bro, ice cream, bro.
7: Bro, I'm from New York. Like, we're a town. We eat, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, dude. No, Nick, lasagna. he has he,
5: he literally has a whole cupboard. Oh, full of the whatever the Oreos, the white fudge covered Oreos. Yes, yeah, he, yeah. So one I, foot cabinet full of just that.
4: Nick, I am a junk food junkie, as they would say. Like when, like my kids were home. Like I, they were not allowed to go into my cabinet. Do not touch my snacks. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. he's right. I literally have about 25 boxes of those Oreos because they only come out in November. So every November I buy like 30 boxes of them and they have to last yeah. all year. And I've got, I, I think Scotty, I think I have five or six half gallons of bluebell ice cream in there right now. Like there's barely any food in my freezer. It's all ice what? cream. <laughs>
5: just different flavors? Yeah, you just of gotta, course. You're like one bite here, one bite there. Yeah, you got to mix them and, yeah. yeah,
4: you know, you dip your cookies <laughs> sure. in them. Shoot. Anyway. Yeah, not for sure. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, so before we let you go, we just had moe on, and I want to go ahead and ask you the same question. Um, you know, you probably don't have any set goals for the weekend, like position-wise, but do you have a checklist of things or just some, things that you want to – um to get done this weekend at the first round, whether it be a top 10, whether it be, I don't know, rail the perfect corner. Like, do you have any things like, I got to do these things at this first round or any, anything like that?
7: Uh, yeah. Um, Honestly, just getting better every time I hit the track and making progress, I feel like would be huge come, you know, motos. Uh, I think, yeah, honestly, I mean, top 10, anything mm-hmm. worse than that, I'd be. You know, like, not pissed, but not stoked. Um, a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I'd say top 10 would be cool first round, you know. A lot of heavy hitters. Everyone's healthy right now, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, top 10 and getting better every time I hit the track. And two good starts is my main thing, so... Okay. Yeah, just... Th- that's about it.
4: That just came to me, since you, you talked about being good at starts a little while ago. Uh, I'm sure you know all about Pulp Mix Fantasy. I, I, you, you were on yeah. the show a while back. Let's... <laughs> yeah. You're... Okay, you are officially... My pick for the whole shot, okay? So we're going to need to <laughs> okay. make this shit happen. I just decided I'm picking you for the whole mm-hmm. shot. I don't think, unless you're listening to the show, a lot of people are probably like, yeah, let's pick Nick Romano for that. So we're working a deal right now, Nick. Me and you, whole shot one of the motos, all right?
7: Is it FFL, right?
4: Yeah, I, I think it is still first to finish line. But, man, I think if you get yeah. the if you get the whole shot, you'll be good. Dude, just, yeah, 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 no, yeah no, I got you. I got you for <laughs> sure. Are the handicaps out yet? No, no, they'll probably be out thursday normally oh, okay. yeah yeah normally they're out yeah. thursday so i
7: am i could i could be a pick as well you never know but yeah ffl right.
4: i got the boys convinced
7: too that uh yeah you got to pick them for sure all
4: right you're you're my guy I, so
7: if i if i shit the bed don't get mad
4: though. <laughs> no no I, I never get mad i'm not one of those guys i mean i might text uh, you. i might text you and bust your balls a little bit but I, I never get mad it's like i think i'm the least of your worries on saturday
7: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
4: all right dude hey man i appreciate you responding today and uh you know right after i saw the post i was like oh i gotta reach out man i gotta get him on and talk about it and uh i'm excited to see what you got man it's gonna be fun to watch you race all year
7: yes sir thank you i appreciate it i appreciate you guys having me on
4: anytime man good luck this weekend and we'll talk to you soon
7: okay yeah. thank you guys all right. See you, bud. <laughs> all
4: right nick romano man one of the outstanding rookies that did.
5: I really do kind of see him as one of those kids that just... He may not, like, have, like, the greatest season ever, but I really do see him kind of like how Tomac did it, j did it, where they just come out and just pull a whole shot and just, like, go. Like, I can see... I can totally see that happening. That's actually probably one of the best picks I've heard you make in a long time.
4: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like... I, I could also again, man. Nothing against him, but I could see him being one of those guys that yeah, he pulls a he pulls the holy, he runs away. He's got a two or set, three second lead until about the halfway point, yeah, and then, and then just blow up because it's all so yeah. different, right? And not to say he's not training, but everything
5: is just it's, it's a, just a different world.
4: It's a whole new yeah. But how sick thing. would it be for him to go out, pull the holy? I, I and think then, he's one of those guys wait, that wait, could do it. I mean, yeah. he's got the
5: bike to do it on. Dude, and he's just I, you know I how those rookies adrenaline goes, yeah.
4: I saw him at Freestone, and, man, I feel like I watched him somewhere else. But the kid's, yeah, so skilled. So I guess I was watching the Red. This is what it was, watching the Red is on TV a while back. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. I'm looking forward. I can't wait for Nationals now. Like, I, I was kind of this last week going, I don't care. I'm kind of over. I don't really want to talk about racing right now. I just kind of needed a break. I was so glad to not do any shows last week, not to think about it, just relax. Watch some TV, some random TV. But now I'm ready, dude. Um, what else are we can talk about? We got a few minutes before we get Tony on. I was going to ask you something. Oh, first, I want to say Nick was brought to you by Expert Goggles. Yeah. I missed that. Uh, Expert well, Goggles has grown into the choice goggle company for many of the top privateers in the world. Top privateers like Couchism, Ben LeMay, Ryan Brees, as well as many of the other GNC top GNCC guys like Craig Long, Choose X-Brand.
5: Josh, Josh Strang won with it this weekend. Yep.
4: With multiple lines to choose from, such as the EKSS, the GOX Flatouts, and the all-new Lucid with Wave Latch Quick Release System. Let me read a little bit more about those Lucids. With Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System, Race Face 4-Layer Factory Foam. I got to talk about that in just a second. Lucid Extreme Definition Optics. Go to your local dealership. And asked for uh, X-Brand was distributed by WPS. That foam, bro, we were talking about me riding the high des. That foam, you could literally wring the sweat out of my face. because I was dehydrated, dude. It, everything came out of my body into that foam. Not one single drop got in my eyes. Clear vision the entire time, except for when Aiden waited for me to come over a ridge and absolutely roosted me like I'd never been roosted before. That doesn't
5: sound like something a six-year-old kid would do.
4: I was I, <laughs> I was struggling I had to keep my calm because like it was funny, but at the moment it was not funny. Cause that this was the moment when we were leaving the watering hole. I was already struggling. Like I needed to get back to base camp and get some water. And there was like a drop off to the left. We got up over a little rise and there was a barbed wire fence on the right. And I, when he hit me, it filled my helmet. I couldn't see anything, and I just tipped over and I went down the like tipped over onto the the, the drop off on the left, and I was so tired I almost couldn't get back up. Couldn't pick the bike up, and I was like, "You got to kid me, dude." <laughs> I couldn't. I was frustrated, but I, at the same time, I was like, "I know this is funny. It's just not funny yet." Yeah.
5: <laughs> It was not funny at the time. The
4: sand nor the sweat got in my eyes because the X Brand Lucid goggles yep. are freaking amazing. Go buy a set of Lucids. And if you don't feel like going to your local dealership, hit me up, darksidemx3 at com. I have four or five pair left. I would cook you up on a good deal. I also have some of the EKSS and the, the flat outs left. It's the standard goggle. But you need the Lucids, bro. Get you some Lucids. They brought you Nick Romano tonight. About ten minutes away from Tony Alessi.
5: You said you were going to ask me a question. Didn't I say I don't remember what it was though? <laughs> you were. I think. Yeah, I guess Pretty sure
4: I said, don't remember. I know, what it was, know. I
5: thought you maybe had recalled.
4: No, no, yeah, no. I don't. I don't. Uh, no. Oh boy, how's uh, how's YouTube going tonight? We got it's a, actually pretty Ideas for the sticker. Anybody want the sticker? So, uh, well, maybe nobody cares about the sticker.
5: So a couple of people, it was you mentioned it real early, so a lot yeah. of people kind of were asking about it. But oh. it's kind of, it was kind of just some jokes about like there was no nobody really said anything. I, okay. I think it's too, I think you, it's too broad. You just it needs to be more All specific. Right. Well, for people that there were joined, some jokes made, but that was about it. For
4: some people that have joined late, our our non sponsor, our, our our sponsor, our Berm Lord's competing sponsor, Decal Works, hooked up my YZ250 with a set of graphics for Kiefer and pulp for me to use when I was out there and they threw some extras in and they, they sent a stack of the Moto X pod show logo with a ponytail on it. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. I I don't know if it's cool. There's people on Twitter and Instagram that seemed like they really wanted them. So I I liked it. I would offer them to our YouTube channel. So if you're on YouTube right now, just, I don't know, tell me like what you would do to get one of these. I don't know if you got any ideas, if anything funny comes across, Scotty, anything worthwhile, somebody can win one of these. And then if you're listening in the archives, again, I said, hit us up, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Tell me what you do for one, and I'm sure I'll give a couple away. We've got a few extra.
5: Basically, what he's saying is just email him.
4: Yeah, I was trying to do something for our YouTube <laughs> listeners also. Yeah. Um, I did send – we did get a winner for the signed Aaron Plessinger toy dirt bike. Okay. And that was April – I, hope, I think I have it wrote down right. Ormond, O R M A N D.
5: Ormond, that's how yep. I would say it.
4: The the idea was, or the question was, at his his last amateur national, he got beat by two guys. He finished third. Who were the two guys? And that was R J. Hampshire and uh, Colt Nichols. So we got a bunch of right answers, and I just had to draw one. And April was the winner. And she actually, I think, I don't know if she's a new listener, but she doesn't usually enter contests. She said, and she she reached out. And she, I, th- I think, she's fairly new listener. So congratulations, April. We we have some female listeners. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, my stupid jokes don't offend. I don't really do stupid dirty jokes. I just do stupid jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Dad jokes.
5: No, no, the ones I don't know. Yeah, we we have a good time.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Um, we only got a couple minutes, but what do you think about Tomac not riding today? Do you think he races, or do you think he really is? So what? I I, I, what's the
5: what's the headline?
4: Just didn't ride today. Everybody rode pretty much today, but, but Eli, you know, and, and Coker, the team manager, said that it's just he's just saving the knee. He didn't want to go out there, but there's a lot of people like, yeah, he's not going to race. Yeah, just, I, I, I wouldn't. Tell
5: you? I wouldn't jump to conclusions. I I think that the, I think that he's going to go. He he'll be there. Yep. For the first gate drop. Okay. And that's going to determine the season. All right. Like I don't think that you really really can't make any. Conclusions until he. I think he. I don't think he knows. I think Ready he's going to go, my go. Conclusion.
4: My prediction. What? what? Ferrandis wins the one, title. One one. Eli Tomac. One one.
5: Oh, not Ferrandis?
4: No, he'll win the championship. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried not- to get Dylan on. And I, dude, this show was very difficult one to book. I reached. Okay, here's the people that I reached out to that couldn't do it that I can remember off the top of my head. Dylan Ferrandis? Cameron Mcadoo. And now I'm blanking. Holy shit. Um, there was like five people that I reached out to. Yeah. And the guys couldn't do it. Um, give me a second. I'm scrolling through just so I can kind of keep people uh, out. People probably don't even give a shit. Uh, Chance <laughs> Hymus. Oh, Evan Ferry. I reached out to Evan because he posts pictures on a Yamaha. People are thinking he's on Star. I say, hey, dude, can you come on? He's like, oh, I don't really even know what I'm doing yet, which he probably does, but he can't say. So he couldn't come on. Damon Bradshaw tried to get on. He was going to be like – no cell signal riding today. So he couldn't come on. And as we've talked about before, when these things happen, when I start reaching out to people and I keep getting a bunch of no's and we're getting closer and closer to showtime, I start going, oh crap. Justin Bogle was one of the guys I reached out to, which he is coming on. But I hit him up last night. Hey, can you come on at the 7.30 time slot, central, no answer. This morning, hit him up, no answer. I gave him about two or three hours. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to pass. He must be busy. So I reached out to Nick Romano Nick said, "Yeah, I'll do it." Like within two minutes, Bogle didn't respond. "Yeah, I'll do it." It's <laughs> like super. Now I have two people for seven thirty. Yeah. So I kind of told Bogle what happened. He's like, "Oh, dude, I'm so sorry," and which no, it's not his fault. He's busy, uh, but he he agreed to switch, so he'll be on in the eight thirty time
5: slot. Okay.
4: But yeah, I, I start getting a little panicky. It always feels like we're not going to have any guests, and then all of a sudden I have like boom a whole bunch of guests. Yeah. Now we
5: have like six, <laughs> which it
4: worked fine tonight because we I don't have to do wrap up show stuff. So. Yeah, so it's a good show, but yeah, this morning I was like, "Crap, I'm I'm empty, I'm I'm missing a spot." Yeah, and now now we're good. Now we have. I I thought we were going to have two people, and now we have five. Yeah, that's how it changes.
5: It's, I (laughs) guess, kind of the way it goes, man.
4: Yeah, yeah, good stuff behind the scenes. Actually, probably not good stuff. Pretty lame. People are probably like, "This is stupid. Why do we listen?"
5: How much more time do we have?
4: But at the same time, there was no pulp mix this week. We're all you got.
5: Yeah. Beggars can't um, be choosers.
4: Three minutes. So, real quick, last couple things. The new Racer X just came out. I got mine in the mail yesterday. My third 10 minutes with article is out. With Logan Carnell this week, or in that this month's article, magazine, whatever. If you haven't subscribed, go subscribe to Racer X. Just just for me, man. Support me for 10 minutes with.
5: <laughs> me. It's not even that expensive. <laughs>
4: And then I, I wrote an article on RacerX Online that I've gotten a lot of cool reviews about. Um, call, It was called Friendship Forged in Battle about Christian Craig and Dylan Ferendis's friendship, how it evolved. Yeah,
5: I want to I want to read that one. I guess I need to subscribe.
4: Well, that's online. All you got oh, is okay. go to RacerX Online. Okay. It's there. It's like you have to scroll down because it's a few days, like last week, but it's there. Okay. That was really fun. Like those guys, okay, just if you guys haven't checked it out yet, like I texted Christian and Dylan in a group text before I went to California. So two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey, I'd like to write this article about how your friendship evolved from the, the incident (laughs) to now to where Dylan is flying into Salt Lake city to come support you as a surprise. And Dylan responded a couple minutes later. He's like, I do not like, I hate this guy. I do not like him. I will T-bone him first chance (laughs) I get in outdoors. And Christian's like, uh, he just pretends to be my friends to my friend to get more American fans. <laughs> and then Dylan says, yeah, I need more followers. Like, that was, like, they were just joking and yeah. pressing on each other. And it was like, okay, I'm using this if it's okay, but I need real answers. So they did answer, like, five or six questions, and that's in the article. It, it was really funny. It was really interesting to listen to them. Or read what they had to say about each other, what they respected about each other. So check out RacerX Online if you haven't. Go find that one. Um, I think I have a privateer profile coming out in the next day or two on Garrett Schlegel from Privateer Life that we talked to last week. A few more things coming. So commercial break. We'll be right back with Tony Alesi.
1: Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would,
5: I do not do that thing.
4: Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot...
1: Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot.
4: Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers, from the Evolution DST to the light racewear to the kinetic lines. They have a gear line to fit your needs. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Carson Mumford, and the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. Don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new Zone Pro goggle worn by Justin Brayton, Shane McArath, Max Anstey, and Joey Sabacci. Again, visit your local shop and support your WPS rep today. Check out flyracing.com for all they offer. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So, it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want
5: complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at MotoWorks. That's williamsmoto and then w-e-r-x
4: at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better.
5: Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the Burr Motorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today.
4: All right, everybody. Next up, brought to you by Cherubies USA. You guys know the deal. For decades, Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories for products that fit perfect and look great. And last, Cherubies has what you need. Visit CherubiesUSA.com. Let them know we sent you. Tonight, Cherubies USA brings us the one and only, the legend, Tony Alessi. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing
6: good. Thanks. How are you guys doing?
4: We're doing really good. So there's a few things I want to get into, um, but really I'd like to start out with what you have going on currently uh, with the the AME Mini Cross stuff and the Stasic races you have out there at Glen Helen. That's a really cool thing you've been doing. Uh, you would not let me on the mini track the other night on my 250, but that's okay.
6: <laughs> yeah, so we, um, we've been working on this project for about the last uh, five, six years now, and it's the six weeks of summer is what it is at Glen Helen. And it's all kids, only kids, no big bikes, no adults. And um, so we do a thing where Thursday evenings, kind of like the old OCIR program, we go out there and Thursday evening and we have a Stasic practice and race for the little, little kids. And then we have a mini practice for the bigger kids. And that basically starts at five and goes to dark. And on Saturday, we have a cool program called the Stasic Cup and the Mini Stars Cup series where kids actually race for gold cups and the Stasic kids actually race for bikes, you know, basic oh, wow. bikes. It's pretty cool. And, uh, again, it's six weeks of racing on Saturday. We start pretty early in the morning about seven 30 and we try to get done by two o'clock in the afternoon. So we're not wearing kids out and wearing families out. You know how that works.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. So, uh,
6: and so, uh, yeah, it's been great. Kids love it. Families love it. And, uh, yeah, so we've been doing it for a while now.
4: Yeah. I was out there obviously a couple of Thursdays ago with the Kiefer's and I rode over there and like, you could just see all those kids having a blast. There's a ton of families out there and it, it it's super impressive. Something that I've taken away from you and I obviously don't know you very well personally, but your passion for your boys when they are racing and it just seems like you have such a passion for having kids involved in outdoor activities and two wheel sports and, like the the way you get behind kids being involved in the sport, uh, it's really something very impressive.
6: Well, I appreciate you recognizing that. Um, obviously, I have kids of my own too now, yeah. like new ones. Yeah, and um, so it uh, it all kind of goes hand in hand. And um, like I said, this is it. We have a blast during the summer, and Supercross is over, and it's like that's what we do—six weeks of summer, and we. Kind of finish it up at the end of june when it's just getting to that kind of boiling point out here in <laughs> right California. right and um yeah so again like i said it's it's been um super successful everybody likes it and as long as they like it and we can do it we're gonna keep doing it
4: fantastic it's good i love getting kids out doing stuff because most kids around <laughs> where i'm at if they're not playing baseball they're sitting at home watching youtube so yeah
6: and that was the whole idea right yeah i wanted to, I mean, Tony Berluti and I really kind of thought this up on a drive to a practice track one day. And um, I was like, man, we got to get I got to get the kids even my own out of the iPads, you know, yeah, out of those off the phones and into activity. And that's how that's what we kind of talked about. Next thing you know, it's a reality. And we've been doing it ever since.
4: I forgot Berlut was involved with that idea, man. I love Berluti. He is one of the best humans.
6: Yeah, he's awesome. Like I said, we kind of talked about it and dreamed it up on a drive to a, a test yeah. day in the van like we were in the van for like an hour and a half <laughs> it was something that we talked about you know, and I think at some point in the conversation I was challenged to do it you know of and course. I was like okay I was like okay then I will
4: <laughs> that's fantastic
6: that's how, that's how it went
4: nice
5: yeah, so I I like getting to ask you know guys like you that have very unique perspective. So you've you've been a moto dad at an elite level, and you've been a team manager at an elite level. And I just I just kind of wanted you to maybe compare and contrast being those two different kinds of you know being a moto dad and being a manager.
6: So moto dad is like you know you're it's all about your kid. You're you're traveling. You're 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 at the hospital and they break their leg, and you know you're spending the you know trying to work through their personal problems, if they have a girlfriend thing going on or whatever, you know, there's a lot of involvement as a, you know, a parent of a writer, there's so much, um, that could, you know, happen or does happen or could go wrong or could go right. you you really got, um, you're a hundred percent kind of focused on one thing, you know, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's a challenge for sure. I yeah. can tell you that, but, um, as a team manager, you're not so in depth with every rider, you know, you're basically, you know, handling the the needs that they ask you to handle and you take care of them. You take care of their mechanics, you take care of their program in, ter- in terms of material and bike and, and make them feel safe and comfortable that, you know, we're not running parts that are going to time out and make them crash out. Once that they, they know that they're secure and that their program is, is is safe for them to ride and they know that someone is on top of those numbers and and such then that's that's the whole part of being a team manager right just making sure all the riders feel comfortable and feel safe and you know taking care of their needs you know it's 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 not as as uh as in depth as you know and that's why i think i can't allow mike to ride for our team it's because (laughs) if i do have mike on my team right it means that all my focus is going to go to mike right and it's it's a tough thing you know because i love my kid he's definitely good enough to race world supercross he should be racing world supercross but and and but unfortunately if i do it on my team it it hurts all the other guys because i can't give them the attention that i would normally give them right
4: I appreciate you saying that, like you, you acknowledging that, like that's, I, I mean, obviously, that's a very mature and e- egoless thing to say.
6: Well, yeah, I mean, trust me, it didn't come easily. Right, I kind right. of had, I, I kind of had to like learn it. And there's a lot of good quality guys out there like Justin Brayton and my team owner, Mike Genova, that make it easy, easier for me to like see the bigger picture. Right. And how things work. And so, cause sometimes, you know when you got your kid going on a program of any kind of nature, you really get sucked into it, you know, sure. and, and nothing else matters at that point, you know? And so, yeah, there is a bigger picture. And so we have to, we have to protect it. Right. Cause the team is number one and you know um, we have to protect the team and, and the best interest of the team. So that, uh, you know, kind of the greater good, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I
4: also, the stories I hear, when, when riders like go on pulp and talk about you or you know, on our show, they always say how, even like with your own kids for those, for the, your riders on your team, you will go to the ends of the earth to get them what they need. If it's at all possible.
6: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all part of it, right? That's our job, right? That's uh, our job is to, to make sure number one, first and foremost, that the riders have everything that they need. Yeah, We check all the boxes on our side, right? If all the boxes are checked on our side, then it's up to the rider at that point, right? Um, but if we don't check our boxes on our side, then that gives us a, a hole, right? And mm-hmm. the, and the, the riders at that point can say, "I didn't perform at my best because, you know, these three boxes weren't checked, right?" But if we check all of our boxes and we've done everything on our part, then it's all on the rider at that point. And then um, I can feel good that we've done our job right. You know, if the job. If the rider fails for whatever reason. That's on him then. At that
4: point, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's I mean, I, I, you're saying all the right things for a Team <laughs> manager. Like it's really impressive. Uh, I know mean, you've been doing this a long time, and throughout the years of you know working with with Mike and uh, Jeff, like you've you've obviously learned enough to do what you're doing now at a high level and a very professional level, and a, in my opinion, a very successful level.
6: Well, I appreciate that very much. And i like I said, I kind of got started in this whole thing. When I look back is like nineteen seventy eight I'm like oh my god that's a long time man sure that's a long long time ago it and sure i've is. done a lot of i've done a lot of jobs and um riding myself right so i rode i was a rider i was a racer i mean I was a flagger i was an announcer <laughs> i was uh you know like you said i was a um, a rider's parent i was uh, ra I am a race promoter. I mean, I've done a lot of different facets of the job, you know I mean? When these guys were young, I was working on their tracks. So I was track builder, bulldozer, skid steer, making whoops, uh, water truck, you know, all of those things all the way down the line, you know, I mean, you name it. I think I've done pretty much all of it at one point or another that's, that's involved with it, you know,
4: yeah, all of it. Yeah yeah definitely you 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 know you know what need what the right way to do things are and from all sides of it
6: and probably because I did it wrong so many times <laughs> I kind of figured it out how to, sure. how to do it the right way that's fantastic it it, I can tell you it didn't come naturally thats right for sure I love it
5: well, you know so this year with Vince, you know it's, we've seen people race two fifties on one coach and then do four fifties on the opposite, but it seems like it's kind of like. I don't seem like it's been a thing where y'all planned like this is like our genuine plan where he's going to do this and do that. And I, I just wanted to know if that kind of exceeded your expectations of of his performance. And do you set, kind of see uh, more guys of his caliber kind of going to that program?
6: Well, last year, um, I was kind of watching one of the coasts or whatever. And I was like, man and i wasn't actually thinking about vince at the time i was actually thinking about mike my kid right i was Mm -hmm. like dude i was like mike could ride 250 in this class and be fifth you know no problem and then it occurred to me like later in the season when we were we didn't really have much to offer last year because our guys didn't really race to their potential you know and so it it became a problem for us right because we didn't have very good results we didn't have good you know we didn't have a lot to go to our to our sponsors with to say, hey, we're gonna do this again next year. So we were kind of talking about it and thinking about it. And then I was like to Vince, I was like, Vince, what about a 250? You wanna ride 250? You'd be top five every race. I was like, go look at your lap times. Your lap times that you have make you a top five 250 guy. And he kind of he hawed. Then I went and talked to his dad. I'm like, hey, talk some talk to Vince about this. I think he could do it. You know. And obviously, Mike Genova kind of had this concept going as well. He was on the same page. He was actually talking about it as well, if not before me or during that time. He was already talking it, too. So it's like it was all kind of connecting. Justin Brayton got in the conversation. He thought that was a good idea. And next thing you know, this whole thing just kind of was coming together. You know, It, it was all like. It was weird. It was like simultaneous. You know, Genova started talking about it. I was talking about it. Brayton was talking about it. And next thing you know, we got this plan going for two fifties. And, and like, like I said, at first I was having trouble getting Vince to buy in on it because he felt like it was a demotion a little bit. And, but I was spelling it out to him. I'm like, Vince, you can earn money like money that you haven't been able to earn before. You're going to be able to get it. I mean, Think about it. The bonuses are the same for two fifty and four fifty from the team. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to beat Cooper Webb for fifth, right, you're going to be beating Jake Schwall for fifth. I mean, think about that. That's that's it's money. You're going to be doing a job, and the opportunity is way bigger for you. So talked him into it. Got the bike. Bike wasn't really good at the beginning, and that was another struggle because he was heavy and he was big. He had not rode two fifty for. Several years. So we had an uphill battle with that initially, but finally came to terms with it. Probably coming around like December, he got it in gear. And I was like, okay, here we go. Now we're good. We got an opportunity. We've got a rider. We got a good bike. We can do good. I, I see podiums. I see top fives. And and that's what materialized. Yeah. So it was great.
4: Yeah. I got, a, well, I think, sixth overall in 250 West. And uh, I think his best finish was second to A3. Some really great yeah. rides. I mean, really the team, I feel like the team had a pretty damn successful year, right? I mean, Mitchell Oldenburg had great rides. Uh, you know, JB, just the, the consummate professional, uh, consistent, right where I feel like he probably should have been. Maybe a few races he could have done a little bit better, but I, I feel like a very uh, steady, successful retirement year for him. But just overall, I think it was a really good season for the team.
6: Yeah, essentially, we had a podium on each side of the coast, right? Yeah. In 250s, both guys were hovering around top five every race. Um, their starts were good. They got they got good TV coverage. They got good um, highlight reels, as my as Mr. Genova would call it, because that's <laughs> what we were after, you know. Last year, no highlight reels. We got to get highlight reels this year, and that was where the concept of 250 was born. And he did it. He was right, you know. He's been getting uh yeah, so it's it's yeah, like I said, um, so we had we had top fives most of the coast, both sides, and then Brayton had a top five four fifty we had vince with a ho- all time high of sixth in the four fifty for his career, yeah, we had Oldenburg with an eighth, which is an all time high for him in four fifty, so yeah, I'd say ten out of ten for good success this year
4: I agree Mitchell's got to be stoked on not building fences anymore and <laughs> back to racing. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I just talked to Mitch a little while ago. He's he's already excited to get back at it here pretty quick. Yeah, you know, and good mechanic with Nathan Alexander. You know, Nathan's been around the sport quite a bit with Andrew Short and quite a few other good riders. And he's a pleasure to have around. He's very accurate and precise with what he's doing. And yeah, it's great. It's a great little um little good 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 chemistry we have going on
4: there. Absolutely. Speaking of mechanics, does does my buddy Nick McCammell just is he the glue that holds the team together?
6: Uh, well, <laughs> so Nick is the everything guy, right? Yeah, I mean he he um he stays. Um, we have our race shop on the on the co- at the compound, so right? He lives here at the compound. I mean, he's a peewee mechanic. He's bicycle <laughs> repair guy. He's a shop repair guy. He's mechanic. You know, for two guys, sometimes three guys at a time, whatever it takes. Going on for. Practice
4: bikes and yeah, so he's always busy. You know, he's a good dude, man. The guys helped me out so many times. I really, I like him a lot.
6: Yeah, he's solid.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
5: You know, I with with y'all's team in the having the outside sponsor, I I think that's so beneficial and so important to the heart of the sport to just not be just the, the people that are in the sport, your bees and, you know, all that other stuff. But so I, I just kind of wanted to know what you, what you thought was the biggest challenge to keeping sponsors like smart top and, and the bullfrog Spaws and stuff like that. And, and kind of what, you know, what you thought about that process?
6: Well, sponsors like to see their name <clears throat> mentioned on TV, right? right? If they get the TV mentioned, they're typically pretty happy. Then obviously when they come to the pit, um, having some kind of a presence there, um, in the pit is also equally important. And if you got those two kind of bases covered, you got 90% of it covered right at that point. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Our sponsors have been really happy with us. Um, even sponsors that we've had from years past have been calling, trying to, you know, reconnect, you know? So nice, I think that, yeah. uh, so I think that that's all telling me or telling the team or telling my team owner, Mike Genova that we're doing the right things. Right.
4: I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's a great presence. The team is just like we've already talked about come so far over the last few years. Uh, I got a couple more for you. Um, this one,
6: like, I'm just curious, you, you do have what I think
4: four young kids right now.
6: I do. I have four girls. I have a five-year-old, a four-year-old, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. How many
4: more years do you think you want to travel the country doing supercrosses? Have you even thought about that?
6: Um, well I mean I know that we're kind of reprogramming here. You know, okay. we're gonna be doing World Supercross yeah. and and uh a US supercross, you know. So we don't do outdoor nationals. Right. I would imagine that I mean, if World Supercross um goes in the direction um that we think it will, then I think that our team would be a world supercross team.
4: That's what I was hearing. I, that was actually going to be my next question. So I, I, we've heard there are some rumors that maybe Cole Seeley might be coming out of retirement. Like, do you want to talk about the World Supercross stuff? What you? I mean,
6: I can talk about World Supercross from what I'm allowed to talk yeah. about, I guess, for the most part. I'm not sure what the perimeters are, but we're excited about it. That's for sure. And being able to travel to different continents to race and, and being on a world platform is obviously very exciting for uh, myself, the riders, the team. You know, it's a, it's a big platform, right? You're talking about the FIM world championships. And so, um, I think there could be a lot of, uh, a lot of value and a lot of something great there, you know?
4: I agree. I'm excited about it. I've got some friends that are, you know, over in Australia that are kind of tied in with it a little bit. Again, I know there's not a lot that can be talked about just yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. It's going to be really uh, just more racing. I mean, who, who can be upset about more racing?
6: Yeah, and I mean I think it's the right kind of racing too, right? When we're talking about supercross, I think that supercross is the is the, the future of the sport. I mean, it's where people go and sit in stands and you know, they, they might go to a like one of those little boxes those where they got, you know, drinks and pizza and all that and yeah. they wear their nice shoes and, and they bring their wife and kids there and it's it's not like you're burning in the sun all day long, you're there, you get there at like six and you're out of there by nine. I think it's it's all right.
4: I mean, I think it's the future. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Scott, you got one more? <clears throat> did, did, I thought you had a listener question. No, no,
5: they, no I didn't.
4: Does, okay. That. Well, hey, Tony, man, I, I'm always honored to talk to you. Uh, you've been around a long time. You're always super friendly to us at the races. This, you know, I, I was telling people a few shows ago, at the Salt Lake city race, I had Evan Blair with me and you were kind enough to make sure that all the guys got together and take pictures with Evan and sign stuff. You allowed us to sign this, the banner for Justin Brayton. Uh, you're just always welcoming and I really, really appreciate your presence and how you've been to us at the races.
6: Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. It's, it's what we do and how we operate. And it's none, none of it is like uh, you know, fake or whatever. This is just how we, how we operate, right. How yeah. we roll, you know? And so, uh, yeah, we're we're glad to be a part of it. We always try to keep the vibe good at the pit, and with all of our people and all the people that we have to work with. And you know what? It's it's just as easy to to do do things you know right and nice, and than it is to be you know you know the other way. A butthole. So, <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. It means a lot to me, and I, th- I thank you for having time for us tonight.
6: Yeah. No, it's my pleasure. And uh, again, uh, thanks for uh, for contacting us and having us part of it my team owner, Mike Genova, uh, is, you know, always, always striving to, to put the best foot forward all the time. And, and I mean, you see that with, uh, with the way that our pit looks and the way that we operate. And again, this is a lot of this is, is people say for me, but it's not, it's really him. It's all his, his dream and his idea. I'm just there to assist and help and be part of it, you know? So you guys are doing a great job. Well, I appreciate it very much. Thanks again.
4: Anytime, Tony. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you so much. All
6: right. All right. Bye-bye. See,
4: you, bud. Tony Lessy, man, good guest, dude. So knowledgeable. Been around forever. Like his evolution of you know what we perceived him as back in the day when the boys were racing to what he's become. Like, I mean, he's he admitted, like he said, right? Like, I can't have Mike on my team because I lose focus yeah, I'm a and moto like, dad, yeah, like now yeah he's but what he's done with that team him and Genova like those are teams that we cannot afford to lose
5: his you know and, and i think that's you know the way his career naturally worked out was was nice because he he has you, he has an analytical mind he mm-hmm. you can tell he's boom 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 I, t- I took what you said and then i've got the exact perfect answer for that boom 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 like he has that and I think that's the perfect kind of mindset for a team manager, especially in this sport where so many variables and so many different things can happen, and, and he's he's a machine.
4: Yeah, and, like, the thing I mentioned that I've heard so many times is, like, like if, if a rider wants a particular thing, he'll figure out a way to get it and get it quick as possible. And if he cannot get it, he'll say, we can't do it. Yeah. Like he, there's no like, oh, we're going to do our best. We're yeah, out. Know, like, yeah. he, like he just
5: very, yeah, very straight. Very, yeah. Straight to the point, but yeah.
4: does everything he can to make things happen. And I think writers appreciate that. Right. I mean, and I think when he took over as team manager of that team, I think there was a lot of, Oh boy. Yeah. You know, and of course Mike was part of the team at the time, but even then it, it seemed like he, he was doing a great job being a very professional and figuring out what it took to, to take that team to a more successful level.
5: Well, okay. So you, you kind of put him in that category as uh, with your uh, Twisted T and maybe the SBG guys and a couple of, you know, kind of... SGB. SGB. I, I'm sorry. It's all good. But, uh, so you kind of put them in those those teams. I think they're above those teams, personally. Well, that well, so, I mean, as far as those teams are concerned, they had the best success this year. I mean, yeah. so, like, they... The non-factory teams, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. They're, that,
4: all, they're as close to a factory team as you can. Well, I mean, I guess, technically, HEP is the factory support team, yes, but...
5: but I mean, yeah. they're not getting anything factory, st- factory stuff. Right, yeah.
4: So. I think Tony, that team, MCR, has really done a great job. And so has HEP. I mean, Hep, those teams have all in uh, SGB and – No, they're uh, all great. Uh, Salt, I they- they've all done a good job of every year getting better, but there's just something – you I you almost look at MCR as – right there, to me anyway, I look at them as almost a factory team. yeah, Not because of the equipment necessarily or whatever, but because of how they run things and their talent level is – Really close, right? I mean, obviously they they probably can't afford a Eli Tomac or Ken Roxon, but they have really good riders and they get the best out of them. Yeah, yeah. So
5: like you said, his sponsors are happy, so he's yeah. happy. You know.
4: Um, we have a few minutes. We don't really have enough time to get into national, which we may not get into that too. We'll talk about that with Troy Dog. Um, what's what's your situation with your motorcycle, your KTM that you blew up because you forgot to hmm. tighten the drain <laughs> plug, not because. The blood lubricants wasn't good enough, but because your dumbass let it drain out.
5: Yeah. Um I guess I'm waiting on you. I don't
4: I haven't had any luck, dude.
5: Yeah, I think and I think we I'm just other, gonna have to bite the bullet and You
4: did send me a parts list. Did you email that to me or did you I emailed text it, it to, me? to you? Okay, I gotta find that again. I know I sent it to some people, but I don't have the same connection at at um Vortech or yeah, where I where I got all my parts for my O six and stuff. Like that guy's left and yeah. they don't sponsor pulp anymore.
5: I th- I think like at this point at I'm like now? I'm starting to just look at getting them from motorsport and just using like one of those like find like a ten percent or twenty percent discount somewhere yeah. and then just using that and just biting the bullet because I mean long because we can get the we can get it fixed I just got to get the parts
4: right and I'm, I need to talk I need to check with checkers. I've been trying to get a hold of Checkers for a couple of days, and he's been sick. He texted me. He called me back today, but I did not think to ask him about your motorcycle.
5: But to but to answer your question, Wait. it's it's definitely been playing it's a just, lot of golf. Okay. I yeah. I um all everybody went to Billadilla this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely was was feeling a little heartbroken, like like the little puppy left on the porch. You know, just kind of kicking myself in the teeth. But it's honestly, man, like I, I'm. It really does kind of suck. Like I yeah. I, I just, I feel stupid, and, and like, <laughs> yeah. it's the I mean, nicest bike I've ever had, and I right. do something like that to it. Like, why can not I do that to my little 110, you know? I, I did, or my, you know, or something, or an older bike. Like, why does it have to be the new one? So, definitely, yeah. it's, like, it almost made me really, like, do I even want to ride anymore? Like Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been there, I guess. Because, like, yeah. it was, like, man, like, I do, I'm do i going to do all this, it's and then I, I still suck, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah. but I definitely, like, I definitely need to ride Like, I... I need to quit trying to like just go do one-off races. I just need to start. I just need to keep going to riding because that's when I have the most fun, anyways. Yeah, I and don't
4: care about racing that much it's, anymore. It's, like even going to Paula the other day, I was like, Man, because I I'd rather like just go
5: ride. I go, I'll go do like some of a big race, and there'll be like you know twenty plus people in the class, and and if I get like tenth or something, like well, I don't. I never feel like I rode my best. Yeah, like I would rather just. Go out and like in a B group practice or a A group practice or something like that, and just be like, oh well, I stayed with that guy that's see, I obviously fast for a little bit. Rather I'd than rather
4: just go with my buddies to a random track. That's and let's what I'm all saying. Just like, if somebody like like when I go ride with Michael Gage and he's so much faster, but you're like, like oh, oh I so, stuck with if, him for a lap. No, like you if know he'll, he'll just slow down sometimes and we'll ride laps together yeah. and just kind of bang elbows a little bit and cut each other off. And maybe you're not going full speed. See, but I like, did that.
5: I did that with TJ where I slowed down yeah, and rode with him. And and he's, it, sl-
4: he's super slow. He sucks.
5: Uh, dude, actually, I want to see you and TJ battle now. Two fifty, you go two stroke. But yeah, I mean, our it's riding, be close. Our
4: riding level was pretty close. Like, yeah. he, I beat him all those races. Be, that the few races we raced because I was on a 450 and he was on like a two stroke. I mean, yeah. that's, that's why I beat him. His right. corner speed's better than mine, but
5: yeah. yeah, that that'd be that'd be fun to see. I'll get there really. if I start
4: riding more. But I I really do plan on riding more and, and working out a little bit. I know. Like,
5: then you finally get a bike, and now I'm just sitting here bike less Yeah, well, and can't I can't even. I,
4: my bike's not. I won't have a bike to ride for probably a month because yeah. I got to send the suspension off and my O six is getting rebuilt. <laughs> so it, it'll be a little bit. But, but yeah, I'm gonna train in the meantime. I'm about to start getting back on my bicycle.
5: I need. Yeah, that's what I need to do is take advantage of the opportunity that I have of not just just start going on runs and stuff yeah. and and the, then when I come back to it, I can take it yeah. a little more serious.
4: So I, I got. We got a couple minutes. I'll run you through a couple of the the workouts that Chris kind of showed me. They're, and they're not anything major, but when he went to Alden's for that, that uh media thing they did at Alden's, he he learned some things and like one of the exercises was um take like a curl bar, like a you know what I'm talking about? Like not a, a barbell, but a curl bar that has like the little that's what he had you could probably have yeah. a barbell. But you're laid on the ground and bend over and push your you know, if you're on your feet, you bend over and hold the curl bar and then roll it out to where your push up position Oh yeah. Do a push up and then pull it back. Yeah, that that's and do ten of those. That's
5: that's the moto. I saw a Gary, Gary Simic's video where it's kind yeah. of the same thing where they like put your...
4: I know it's a very common, but like yeah. I've never really been shown those things really and paid attention, so he had me do... His thing was, this was Friday after the high-des ride, and he's like, hey, I'd taken a shower, and he's like, hey, let me show you a couple of these exercises, and I think he's just going to show me, but no, he expects me to do them, so I did those, and then he took like a, a piece of PVC. It was like three-inch
5: PVC, yeah,
4: and it was about five or six feet long, and it was like partially filled with water and then you kind of you you stand up with it above your head and you lean over to one side yeah and the water drain into the like a rain like a like a redneck so. rain stick
5: yeah it's just, so
4: <laughs> you just feel that water um shift sides then you go to the other side you do that 10 times and so there's things like i actually built some of those i i have the water thing the water pvc in that other room and i've been lifting weights and i bought like a yoga ball and I've been doing some different stretching, and I get up in like, 5.15 in the morning, and I start doing a little workout. Look at
5: you, man. New hair, new I mean, body, yeah. new
4: man. New life, man. New life. New life. New life.
5: Who dis? <laughs> Who dis?
4: But those are a couple of the exercises. He did a couple other ones where, like, you take a, he, I think he had, like, a curtain rod. I used a piece of PVC, but you, you get in push-up position, and with one hand, you hold the PVC, and you hold yourself up with the other hand, and then you switch hands real quick oh. and, and grab the PVC, and you don't let it fall. And you do that, like, each arm ten times. So those are just little things. Little, Reaction time. A little strength building, and yeah, I don't know. I got some things to work on, that's for sure. My, my cardio is awful. So I mean, yeah. You've been getting any interaction from YouTube?
5: Yeah, YouTube's been going. They've kind of been in their little own their yeah, own little just thing. Just talking going. amongst themselves? Yeah, it's, it's been cool. good that's, though. involved. That's evolved. what they do
4: on Pulp. Like when you're, when you're on the Pulp one on they're, Monday nights. They're
5: not talking about the
4: same stuff. Yeah, they, stuff. they yeah. totally get away from talking about or listening to Pulp. So no, that's good. Cool, man. Uh, okay, commercial break. We'll be right back right. You've
5: been riding that two stroke too much. much.
4: (laughs) Anyway, uh, we'll be right back with Justin Bogle.
5: Are you tired of your bike looking stock? Have you had enough of arm pump from inferior handlebars? Are you sick of losing the race on the last lap because you can't hold on to your old worn out grips? If you've had any of these things happen, you don't have to be the laughing stock of your moto group anymore. Today, the Moto x Show is here with the solution of all your problems, Torque One Racing. Torque One is an organization founded by individuals with passion above and beyond for the racing industry. Their mission is to provide high-quality, economical performance parts for your dirt bike, quad, and street bike. From the attack handlebar, defy lock-on grips, vengeance levers, and more, their products are made to the highest of quality, the lightest in weight, and most importantly, affordability to their customers. They bring passion, commitment, energy, focus, enthusiasm, and ambition to their products, and most of all, they are an experienced organization that has come together from other organizations to bring you the best of the best. Visit them at TorqueOneRacing.com. That's T-O-R-C-1 racing.com. And be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. All right, boys. Next up, my
4: buddy, my buddy Justin Bogle is going to join us just here in a second. He is brought to you tonight by Racetech. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MotoXPod to save. Scotty, that YZ two hundred and fifty is going to have uh, Race Tech on it in just a few weeks. I'm gonna be ripping.
5: No, nothing? no, I don't nothing? think you, I don't think you are. All right, you're probably right.
4: <laughs> All right, tonight, Race Tech brings us our buddy Justin Bogle. What's up, JB? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, I have some stuff I want to talk to you about, but first, just coming off Supercross. Not the year you wanted. I know that. Like you have more talent than your results showed. Is it difficult at your level to check your ego and go look, I know I'm better than that. I had some issues or and just kind of let it go, or do you tend to dwell on those things?
1: Um, I mean it's it's tough, man. We're yeah. uh we're all extremely competitive professional athletes, you know, and the majority of us have done a lot more winning in our lives than losing Yep. until we get to the professional ranks. And uh, man, this year, I mean, it's damn near impossible, to be honest, to to check the pride and the ego, if you will. And I, uh, man, I have had a rough year. I'm not going to lie. So I've been struggling, maybe, I think the only other time I've struggled this bad was maybe 2018 when I was mm-hmm. hurt a lot and, and dealing with all that stuff. So this year has been trying to say the least for sure so what can
4: you like you've been doing this a long time you've talked about that right i mean you 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 talked on matt on pulp a while back about you know being a man and like the way you handle things and you you are um you handle things very well we talked i think off air i texted you like how impressed i was with you but so tell me as an adult man what you learned from this experience this year that you can take and improve whether it be on your racing, on your personality, you know, your, your, just in your life in general, because hardships build, you know, build character. So, what can you take away from the season that you can use?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the age old saying, you know, hard times make strong men. Right. Yeah. So, I think that's true, but damn it. If it's not tough while you're in it. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, man, it's, uh, yeah I mean there's there's always something to learn. there's always something to gain from from these i guess times when you're really struggling. but I think for me, it's like man i'm I'm kinda tired of struggling a little bit, you know, sure. I've been doing this so long that it's tough, you know, and I've been struggling with you know a lot with bike setup and a lot with just change and and then some personal stuff going on, and then it kind of just snowballed a bit more than I would have liked to have let it and uh yeah, I mean it's it's been tough. I think coming in this year for outdoors is today at you know the uh, pro ride day at Paula. That was like my third or fourth day riding outdoors. You know, so I just feel like I'm I'm just chasing chasing something I can't catch. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. just behind. I'm just behind behind behind. So struggling with that stuff. But uh, there's all like you said. There's always something to learn from from all of it. It's just sometimes in the moment, honestly, you don't know what the hell it is. So, <laughs> sure, take a. Uh, while you got to kind of just go through it sometimes, you know, and the hardest part for me is the one thing that I've always known about myself is like, man, I, I might not know much about life. I might not be good at much, but I know I can ride a motorcycle very well. And this year, man has been testing that, that, uh, that theory. Of <laughs> sure. So right, uh, right, it's, it's been a, it's been a pretty monumental mountain to try to climb over this year. And I didn't, it being as difficult as it's been so that always makes it a little tough I guess tougher as well but man I think if there's one thing I've learned throughout my career and my time as an adult since I moved out of my parents house is just you got to be resilient you don't get anywhere if you give up on things so I'm trying man we got the uh we got the the feet on the ground we're still standing so as long as you can stand up, you can fight. So there you go. You right. Yeah. Well,
4: and before we get into outdoors and stuff, I want the, the, there has been a positive this year that I saw recently on Instagram, dude, you got engaged, bro.
1: Yeah, man. That's uh crazy, man. I, a couple years ago, I never would have thought, but yeah, yeah. I'm uh that's the thing too. It's like, I guess getting older and experiencing more things in life is, you spend so much of your life living and dying by how you do on Saturdays and, and that's a really tough way to live when you're struggling. Mm-hmm. It gets very, very, very difficult. And for me right now, like everything else in my life is awesome, man. It's as good as it's ever been. So it makes it a little easier to leave the track and have my uh have my, my girl with me to support me and and help with that stuff and and just be kind of just be my rock honestly pretty much all year whenever we were dealing with the stuff with ryan passing and all that she was man so solid for me so without her i'd be in a in a world of hurt at the moment i think so man that's that's been the biggest blessing i could ever ask for you know so uh having her and then we've been struggling bad as a team but the team is full of just really good people so very supportive and just just good people in general, regardless of business and racing. So I do appreciate them. And then my friends and everyone and for helping with all of this, you know, cause it, like I said, it gets, gets tough sometimes. So it, it does
4: man, it's peaks it's and valleys, you know, and, and next year you might be on top of the world, but you're going to look back on this year and go, wow. Okay. Maybe it wasn't so bad. Maybe I took something away, you know, and it's just the way life is man. But like, you, you know, yeah, losing your buddy like that, that had to be obviously the low point of the year. Um, I'm. I feel very fortunate. I've never lost anybody that close to me as of yet. But um, it, it's the emotional type of guy I am. It would probably like I don't know that I was would have been as successful as you have been this year. Like overcoming what you did. Like it's it's not easy, man. And it's I am very impre- I'm very impressed with how you've handled that situation, the Barsha situation, all the different things that you've dealt with. Like I think there are a lot of positives you can take away from this season, it just may take some time for you to actually see them.
1: Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it is perspective and how, as long as you can maybe take a breath and step back and look at it from a, a bigger view, a lot of this stuff, you know, the, the personal stuff, you know, I, I I'm very close with a few people. Mm-hmm. So obviously losing one of the few people that I'm extremely close with is the most difficult thing you can really go through. But the racing stuff and all of that, is, if, even the thing with, with Barsha, it's like if you just take a step back and look at it from a broader view, it's not that big of a deal, right, you know? Right. Like some things, yes, obviously you have to stand up for yourself, blah, 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 all that. It's been said a hundred times, but it's not that big of a deal, you know? So you can get through those times and and, and move on and learn what you can learn through them and, um, and be better for them, you know? And I think even even dealing with you know the personal stuff it's like there's something to to gain from that as well you know it's the worst feeling in the world going through it but afterwards you know whenever that whenever afterwards is there's something to be gained and learned from all of it so i think that that approach helps with a lot of it especially when you're just getting dog shit results all year you know because for me in the past like i if i've struggled with results you know with, you know, I had Epstein bar really bad and I definitely would challenge anyone that doesn't believe that's real to go ahead and get it and let me know how they feel about that. <laughs> no thanks. Um, Yeah. so, uh, with those things though, if, if I randomly went out and whole shot and led half of a race and got a top five or won a heat race or something, I don't feel like everyone would be, no one was really surprised. It's like, okay, well, we know it's there. Like, cool. Lately, I haven't felt like I've even got the, the comfort and the speed to, to even do that. So that's been the biggest struggle of the year is just the, I guess the the mental and emotional toll it's taken being so far behind and off pace. You know, that's hard for someone like myself to, to deal with and accept, I guess, yeah. more, more accept than to like deal with it and understand it. I don't want to understand it. I don't care, but it's hard to accept it in the moment when you're that far off, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. I mean, I was out there today Apologies. Feeling like, you know, Ricky Bobby after he came back from his injury, dude. I'm like, holy shit, it's going to be a <laughs> well, long Saturday. Like, right? <laughs> right, right.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand, dude. Uh, yeah, I was at, well, I've already talked about this 15 times this show, but I, I was at Paul a couple of weeks ago at a race, and that was the first time I'd been on a dirt bike roll racing, and I, I don't think I've raced in two years, and it was like, oh, wow. Yeah, things have yeah. changed. That was C class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was C class. Yeah, yeah. I had a guy that was like 300 pounds that I was trying to catch. I was like, what the hell?
1: Go ahead, Scotty. It's, hey, it's tough at at any level you're at on. You ain't lying. It's- you ain't lying. You're not. Yeah, it's the truth.
5: Yeah, man. So, so I've I've had a chance to meet you at the one of the races, and you know you've you've always come across to me as a very chill and down to earth kind of guy, and and I believe to act to be that open minded and that humble of a person that they're – there's kind of a, a, a switch that has to be flipped in our brains to kind of have that have that happen to be that way. So I just kind of wanted you to know if there's like if there is there like a moment where you kind of feel that that happened or just you know at what point in your life do you feel that you kind of that that switch flipped?
1: As far as like life
5: humbling me, in a way, yeah. I was trying. I, I guess I, I'm trying to yeah. say that in a nicer think, way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that honestly, I think that I come from a really small town and humble beginnings in the middle of Oklahoma. And I never really got any support or eyes on me really as growing up. And I was always really good on a motorcycle. So I think it kind of, the switch flipped when I got in the B class to like go the other way where I got confident finally enough to be like, no, I am I'm winning now. And then I think I turned pro with, you know, full of piss and vinegar, very, very confident. I mean, when I won that Supercross championship, I didn't even really celebrate it because I just assumed in my head I was going to win a bunch more. Right? right. Right. And come to find out that didn't happen. So I think I was, I think I've always had this like innate confidence in myself. I think I've had to, to move up along the ladder because I didn't have any real help to do that. So I think I've always been confident, but yeah, life life does humble you a bit whenever you go through as many you know injuries and and failure. I would say my career, you know, looking back ten, eleven years ago, like I said, I thought I was going to have a very successful career, and I really haven't. So, um, not to say I haven't, because I mean, where there. I came from, yeah. how it happened. I mean, I you know, I wasn't supposed to be a professional for a decade and ride for all these incredible teams and win races and and all of that. So I'm fortunate and very thankful for that. But yeah, I think just at the end of the day, understanding that your relationships with people and the people you care about and the people that help you and support you matter more than your results on Saturday. Yeah, Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and I take my last breath, nobody's going to remember or care how much money I made or what I won. They're going to, you know, people care about how you treated them, you know, and how you handled yourself. So I think those kind of things, I think just my father, you know, he's, he's to me, the definition of a man. So I think I just learned a lot just watching growing up. So yep. I think that's really where that comes from. But yep. yeah, man, I wouldn't say we're a humble is a weird word because humble seems as if it should mean like you're meek and not very confident, which I don't feel I am. So, uh, I think what it boils down to is I have the understanding that I am just a normal person. I just happen to be really good at, i just happened to be good at something that other people can look up to that or whatever yeah, yeah. at certain stages. Right. But I'm a normal, I'm just a dipshit kid that <laughs> just happened to be good at riding dirt bikes. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, 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 like I want to step back to something you said a second ago about, you know, success or, you know, your, how successful your career has been or whatever. I feel like somebody that's on the outside looking in anybody that can, like you say, race dirt bikes for as long as you have and, and earning a living, yeah. Okay, you're probably not putting millions and millions of dollars away so that you never have to work again, but you're earning Definitely a living not. racing dirt bikes, at, <laughs> right? At a very, very high level. There are guys, take a guy like Alex Ray, right? He's earning a living, but he's not at your level. He probably wished, he would love to be at your level. Um, you know, you know, and A Ray's a great rider. You guys, anybody making night shows, making mains, you know, making. Top twenty in outdoors are extremely talented, but you have been able to stay on teams and earn a living and do what you love. To me, that's successful. Yeah, okay. You had not won a four hundred and fifty championship. How many guys actually have? Um, you know, you're 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 very successful. Successful in my eyes, uh, I w- was never fast enough to do what you do at that level or even close to that level. So, um, again, I think down the road you'll look back on your career and be like. Oh man, I was, yeah, I was pretty fortunate. It was pretty positive for, you know, overall positive.
1: Well, I think again, that comes back to the perspective thing, right? I think if I were to walk away today, I could look myself in the mirror and say, well, we, we tried, you know, I, I've done everything I could think of to try to make it happen and be good and be better. And and the reality of, of life is, is not everyone's supposed to be the best at something all the time, you know? Yeah. there's only so many Rickies and, and Jeremy McGraths, you know, and, and that's okay. It has to be okay at the end of the day. Because even people that are super successful, I mean, Ryan Dungey is one of the all-time greats, and he's back this weekend to race with us because, you know, it's he's still just not satisfied. Right. Yeah. That that's that's the beautiful thing about all of us, our mindsets on this stuff to be successful. That it's the beautiful thing, but it's also could be a bit of a detriment, you know, it's hard to, to shut that off. But like I said, man, where me and Colt talk about it, like where the both of us came from growing up together, racing every weekend, struggling to get by and our parents, you know, sacrificing everything they had to try to make it happen is, I mean, we weren't supposed to be champions and, and have careers that we've had and, and the success we've had. So I can't look at it from a, from a negative standpoint and be, you know depressed that i didn't win a 450 championship or whatever you know i mean like you said how many people really do there's some of the all-time greats riders haven't you know i mean, I grew up watching robbie raynard who was one of the most talented motocross racers of all time yep. as far as talent goes and he never won a championship he's a legend still but he, he never won a title so um you know at least i got a, a number one played at the house and you know, I've, I have won a 450 race, and I think those kind of things in the moment don't mean as much because you're just in it, right? Yeah, you're just yeah. working, but but later on down the line, that's you'll look back and think about all you had to do to get there, and and the work and the pain and the blood, sweat, and tears—literal tears—you had to <laughs> cry to get to that point. I think you can look back on that at the end of the day. As long as you do it the way I did it for me, which is, you know, I packed up and moved. Across the country, mid season, multiple times, just to try to be better, you know. And it's yep. not like I, it's not like I pissed it away by partying and and doing dumb stuff, you know. I just had some a lot of injuries and some some tough breaks, but also at the end of the day, I'm fortunate and I'm grateful that I'm still out there giving her hell when I can, you know.
4: Absolutely, I love your attitude, man. Yeah,
5: you know. So it was kind of funny that you mentioned Cole because that was my no, my next question was, you know. This is probably. I mean, I'm. He's. Everybody's going through through hardships, but this season, the injury that he went through would probably was probably one of the. Well, he said on the show it was one of the toughest things he's gone through. I just kind of wanted to know like some of the stuff that maybe you helped him with through that process, and maybe something you told him or something that you helped him with during that.
1: Well, with Colt, I mean, he's. We've been pretty much best friends since we were, you know, five six years old. So <clears throat> he's been a couple years behind me with most things throughout my career so he's got to see me go through it and deal with it you know unfortunately we've had a lot of the same issues and in the past and I tell him like look dude this is what I did in this moment and it either worked or it didn't either don't do this or do this you know and I mean he's kind of like my little brother that's not blood related but as close as you could get so I want him to be successful, you know, and, and we never had an ego with each other growing up. We'd battle and still just get off the track and be friends. You know, we didn't want to get beat by each other, but you know, we could put that aside. And I think for him, just dealing with what he's had to deal with this year, unfortunately, I kind of get it because my, I won my championship. And then the next year I came in hurt. I rode a couple of days before Dallas and had to kind of suffer through that season. And, then I didn't get any offers for the 450 class the next year. And that's just the, uh, unfortunate reality of, you know, you can win. And then if you're not winning the next year, you forget, you know, like last year people forget, I think already that Colt, the two people behind him in the championship were, were Jet Lawrence and Christian Craig, you know? Right. Yeah. And he straight up, he won that championship straight up won it, you know? And, and those guys both have, you know, really good deals moving forward and right. Colt's, Colt's still trying to figure his stuff out, you know, just ill-timed injuries can really set the career off on a on a more difficult path. So thing with Colt is, is he's, he's very, uh, I guess, uh, level-headed so he can, he can take those, those lumps and, and get through them without getting too down, you know, where I think in my career younger, especially I was a lot more. I guess emotionally invested in this stuff. Emotions, you know, on I your sleeve I, more. Yeah, I, I care a lot about what I care about. Sure. You know? And I, I, <clears throat> I mean, I, I show it. You know. So right. Colt is a lot better at being consistent with his emotions. So he's better than me at handling those things. So Ooh, I am not. <laughs> I have no. I have no doubt that he'll when he's back, he'll be perfectly fine and right back where he was. The hard part is convincing a team to give you that opportunity yep, now. Yep. You know. So. I definitely feel for him there, but unfortunately I went through it and I told him my opinion on what he should do and how he should go about it. And you know, we'll see, but see
4: how it goes. he's yeah. got
1: good people helping him out too. You know, he's got Jimmy Button's been my agent, my whole career, and he's helped me through a lot of stuff and Jimmy's helping Colt out too. So he's got good people to try to help him get it sorted. So I Jim, think he'll be right.
4: I think so too. He's He's got a lot of talent. Um, Wanna ask you a question. You, you you seem kind of down on your uh outdoor prep so far, but two weeks ago, two Thursdays ago, I was out at Glen Helen about three o'clock and you were there until about the time I got on the track and you disappeared, man. I feel like you didn't want none.
1: <laughs> well, obviously I saw you I saw you unload the bike and I was like, you know what? I think I've had enough for the day.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, where Jay I mean, I was telling Scotty, like I passed Shimoda and McAdoo two yeah. or three times said, what, while, they in were, the pits? <laughs> while they were sitting beside the track. And I was looking for Justin because I kept looking over my shoulder. I was like, I know Justin's here too. And any minute now he's going to go like flying by, and I don't want to be in the way, especially over that blind hip jump. that I, I think that's where you were throwing it sideways in some of those picks. I may be wrong, but I was scared to death that I was going to get landed on by somebody. About a thousand times faster than I was, but yeah, you disappeared, man. I came looking for you; hey, you were you, gone.
1: You got to take those wins when you can get them. You got to be in it to win it, right? <laughs> right. If I was there. You, you take the win. I mean, hey, it's part of, it's part of racing, right there. <laughs> I yeah. will say though that I'm very ready to get back to Florida, back to eighty three yeah. compound, right? You know the uh, this the Southern California motocross tracks are it's manic, man. Like we're all all of us were out of Paris the other day, and it's dude, you're battling with kids on. Eighty fives and it's Dude. it's a little bit
5: mental. I'm yeah. not a huge fan. It no, blows my mind that they don't break them up. Like what, I can't.
4: We hear those stories all the time, and I experienced it in a very small way that Thursday because it was late in the day, and there was three or four fifties out there. There weren't very many bikes on the track when I got there. Like when Justin left, there weren't that many bikes left on the track. Yeah, but there were. There was Shimoda and McAdoo and Bogle, and then there was kids on fifties, and there was me like just like i'm gonna kill somebody i'm either gonna land 50, or i'm gonna get landed on i shouldn't have yeah it's really yeah i I feel you on that justin because you know here in east texas like all the practices generally are organized after a certain point once there's a certain number of bikes you're like all right we're breaking this shit up so nobody gets hurt
1: yeah and honestly most of the tracks out here have pretty good vet tracks yeah i think on the days where there's a lot of pros it'd be it would be wise to have the little bikes ride the other track you know i agree I was hey, terrified.
4: I, I so. was terrified because I hadn't, like <clears throat> I said, I hadn't been on a bike in six months, hadn't raced in a couple of years, hadn't been on a two-stroke in since '06. Mm-hmm. And Kiefer, like as soon as I landed, Kiefer was like, "Dude, we're going to Glen Helen." I was like, "Okay,
1: this ought to go really well." And it really—I honestly don't—I don't know how. I mean, I could picture myself on an 85 at 12, 13 years old. There's no way I'm getting on the track with, you know, Tony Caroli and. Yeah ryan Dungey, out there dude i'm i'm like yo i'm i'm not gonna do that like nope. i'm terrified but yeah hey
4: well man i i know uh you got a lot going on i appreciate you jumping on with us tonight and i'm looking forward to outdoor. St- oh you got more scotty yeah Sorry. i just,
5: it, i saw i saw on instagram the other day your uh, new start technique are you want to elaborate on that
4: i
1: didn't see this he, hey man sometimes you got to get tricky when hey when you can't just straight up win it you got to <laughs> And that's, that's motorsport, man. Yeah. win at all costs, you know what hey, I'm saying? To, Tomac
5: did it in Arizona and it worked.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, as long as they don't know it's coming, it's not a bad one. <laughs> you can't use it all the time, but Hey, yeah. sneak attack. Right? Yeah.
4: I'll have to go check out the Instagram. I guess I, missed
5: he, post. he, he, he flinched, he oh, flinched and yes, got everybody yes, to yes, jump and they took up. Yeah, that was great.
4: I did see that. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, JB, man, I, uh, I look forward to seeing you race, man. Um, stay positive, dude. I I love your attitude. I love seeing you out there. I I just, I I told you again, I have so much respect for the person that you are and and the things that you say. So, keep it up, man. I I always enjoy talking to you.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Anytime.
4: We'll talk to you soon. Okay.
1: All right. See ya. ya.
4: All right. That's Justin Bogle, man. I appreciate him coming on.
5: Bogle's the man, dude. I I love that guy.
4: He's just, I I say this all the time. He's (laughs) such a good person. He's got a great attitude, you know. You can hear you can hear that there's some struggles, and he's trying to figure out how to deal and, with them. But his the way he looks at the struggles are very and, mature and very positive.
5: And and no, and I kind of I kind of wish next time we have him on, I'm going to try to do better about coming up with some different questions because because I feel like when when you talk to Bogle, it kind of it's easy to get into that talk about the ups and downs kind of thing. Yeah. And but I I don't want him to constantly think that that's the only thing that his interviews can be about sure, because that's, that's actually a good point because he's you know he's such an uplifting yeah person and he's such a good motivator for our sport and i think it's great that he's a part of colt's program and i hope that that allows for more success for colt to learn from what you know people go through things and people learn from experiences and i, I don't want to think that that's all his career is because i mean the fact that and i said that in the middle of his question that you know, the fact that he's still doing it, that's just like you said, it's a, that's a success, you know? And yeah. like, I, I I wish he would think of his career as more successful than he does because right. the fact that he's still out there on a team that has factor support and he's yeah. getting, he's doing it, you know, that's, that's successful. I
4: agree. I totally agree. I think it's hard to see it when, like he said, when you're in it and in, in the heat of it because he expects to be up there competing for top fives, top tens. And when he's not, it's like you feel like a failure probably. And, yeah. It's yeah. just not. I mean, that, sport's that level so is so high. Yeah. Um all right, let's get Troy Dog on. And we'll uh we'll, we'll get the last guest on. We'll talk talk to him a little bit and call this thing. So that's
5: not even the last guest, is it? Yeah. Oh, Okay, oh, we already yeah. did Bogle. That's yeah, we right. yeah. yeah, yeah, we it's, already, talked, it we already even, talked to Bogle. It doesn't even feel like we did 3
4: already. Yeah, we've done 4. We're going to 5. Yeah.
5: Okay, I got you.
4: <laughs> all right. Hang tight. We'll get uh we'll be right back with Troy. Troy Dog, Troy Benjamin. Hey guys, what's up? This is Aaron Plessinger, and you guys are listening to the Moto X Pod Show. All right, boys, we are back, or boys and girls, we have ladies listening too, Scotty, but we are back with our our next guest of the night. He's going to be brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just ask current riders like Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Damon Bradshaw, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, and many more. Check out your local dealership and ask for Fly Racing as well as all the all of the endless list of products offered by WPS. Tonight Fly Racing brings us Troy Dog. What up, dude? What's up, boys? How are we doing? We're doing good, man. You you have been uh whining and calling me out on Twitter a little bit, man, for my lack of kind of me kind of being an asshole, I guess, cuz I just didn't tag you and that's on me. It's not really whining. I mm-hmm. get it. I just uh I have not been attentive enough to you, my buddy Troy Dog.
3: Yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, remember the Pulp Show. That was a good call out too. So, yeah, I did. just I, I really just want to be noticed. I'm like that. <sighs> I'm like that that girl that like wants to be noticed in high school by her Look crush. Look at me. Look at <laughs> me. And like, I need to feel like you're on board with what I'm doing. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I thought you see the news today on Twitter about you know my writer. Um, announcing his team, so I figured that was like the biggest news of the day, and you want to get me <laughs> on the show. It's a whole thing, so yeah.
4: Well, yeah i I should have reached out to you. I had already had actually what I considered one extra right person on the show already because of some scheduling issues. So then I was like, because usually on I tell everybody that listens to the show, you probably don't actually listen, Troy Dog, but. On Tuesday nights, I usually try to do two, maybe three guests and get done because I then spend like four hours working on the wrap-up show. But tonight, yep. there is no wrap-up show, so I had some extra time, which Absolutely. you got kind of lucky. But yeah, I I still <laughs> – I have been neglectful, and I apologize to my friend.
3: Hey, apology accepted. That's all <laughs> you needed to do. And, and to be real, like – uh you know, if you want to grow, like your shows are going to just get longer and longer.
4: Yeah, that's what we were talking about, TJ. You know, he's not in studio tonight. He's like, we should just do like a, let's go all night. Let's go until, he he'll be home from West Texas like around one a.m. He said, just keep recording until I get there. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, hey, Scotty, put the camera on me for a minute if you would. So, uh, Troy, I'm sure you're not watching on YouTube right now, but this is the official Troy dog Feel closer. Uh, sticker right here, the pineapple sticker. Oh yeah, I got, you got one. one. Yeah, I had to steal one from. um, I think it was actually Hard Dog. I think I stole it from. So he just gave
3: you one. huh? Yeah, just that's one. all I got. Because
4: I've asked you for some, you told me you were going to send shirts. You know, talk about being neglectful. I still don't have shirts or stickers from you.
3: You want to know a cool story though? Like cool story, bro. Over, like twenty feet away from me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Look. So there's uh, possibly something cool being designed. Um, As we not as we speak, but like it's on a computer. Like Ginger okay. Dog's been working on it because uh, she was so pumped to be on the wrap up show, and that meant a lot to her. So that's
4: I, I don't she's know if gonna I believe hook you. you. Up. I don't know if I believe you, but I'm excited. She's
3: gonna, hey, she's gonna hook you up, man. I, okay. I, I told her like, hey, that's cool. Like he needs something, so all right. And, and I've been giving you enough crap that I think it's time. So yeah, yeah. Do you know how hard it is dealing with four riders? Like, my God, dude, you know how high maintenance
4: they are? Well, we just got done talking to Tony Alessi and he gave us a little insight on how it is to deal with three, but not four.
3: Yeah. And I mean, Dozer just kind of stays in the woods and this 2 strip thing. <laughs> so I don't even hear from Dozer. I don't even know what he's doing, but like the right. other three, like, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, you gotta be talking
4: to them all the time and keeping them positive. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're fragile little flowers, right?
3: <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You'll have that.
4: So, tell us about this uh, Hard Dogs deal. Grant Harlan, uh, he's he's going to ride all the Nationals?
3: Yes, he's in for all 12. Um, he got – well, he's been – since he parted with Ty Lube Honda yeah. and Supercross, he's been um, really, really busy putting this um, team together. It's like not even a team, but it's like his own little – you know, his own little program for the outdoors. He's been committed to um, making sure he gets to all of them to finish this year on a – on a high note so he got together with the guys over at merge racing and they're basically doing everything for him this year um that's what i've been told anyway like they're just without them he wouldn't be going racing yeah and so i kind of snuck in there too i don't know if you saw the pre-entry list um that was released today but uh the 13th rider down number 65 has got a cool new uh co-sponsor too i don't know if you saw that
4: i did all. not see that i we had a little storm pass through today and i've been dealing with down trees and like i barely got into the studio scotty and i both got in pretty late to even get ready for the show so i haven't done hardly any research today um so okay. so
3: spoiler alert yeah. it's me yeah <laughs> so
4: <laughs> i love it i'm man. on
3: all of, i'm on the pre-entry list we're ready to rip he's got me awesome. on his bike oh yeah his helmet and his jersey so like i'm all in
4: what about our guy, Chiz, man? Are you going to get on board with his program once he figures it all out?
3: So, you know how he won that, like, you know, a fast lap, last lap thing? Yeah. So, Wes said on the show, on the Pulp Show that, you know, since he did that, that he would have to do at least two races with my logo on it. Okay. So, so, like, since the show, I've been like, hey, Chiz, like, if you want to do some outdoors this year, like, I got you. But, like, from the fast lap, last lap thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so – um um I don't think I've I've even been looked at yet so it's it's back to preseason stuff for me.
4: Yeah yeah, yeah. he put, he leaves you on red or leaves you not
3: on delivered. I think he turns off the receipt on purpose so I don't see and cry. You know?
4: <laughs> That's great. I thought <laughs> yeah, about reaching so- out to Chiz for the show tonight and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because Chiz is like you can't have anybody else on the show when you talk to Chiz cuz he he's he's going to fill up the interview time.
3: And and, I mean, the, the door's open. Like if he wants to join the squad full time, like he's not even, he's not, he's best friend level, but he's not like, so like he's not on the team. So I can't promote him that much. Yeah. I
4: hear you. My buddy. So I love it, man. Um, how much crap did you get from just listeners and whatnot from your, uh, travel experience to Vegas for pulp? (laughs) Uh,
3: like everybody, um, But you know, I look back on it and it's like if had I not like you know, completely just ruined that whole day like traveling, like I I don't think it would have been as cool or as funny. No, so, like,
4: it made for a great story for the show, but for you, I was like, Man, I felt bad. You missed out on a mountain bike, e bike ride and you missed out on a lot of the experience. You didn't get to ride in the ridge line, you know, nothing
3: i really wanted to do all that stuff. Yeah. So you have no idea how bad I wanted to, and Oh, it's I like, do know. but like at, at the end of the day, like I got like, you spent like an hour on the wrap up show talking about it too. <laughs> right. And, like you got, you got ginger dog on and you got hard dog and star dog. And it was kind of a W for, for the whole
4: program. Sure. Really. I love that your so, wife came. On. I was like, yeah, that's every day for him.
3: Yeah. And it really is. I don't know like highways around here and I've grew up, I've been here 32 years almost. So, <laughs>
4: right.
3: uh, and but like to be real though, like
5: uh,
3: I know, like I've I've been to a Vegas Airport one time. I yeah. walked in the door to go home, like in, you know, there you've been there. There's you go in the door and the drop off area, and there's just there's just ticket kiosk. So like, do you go left or you go right? So I called West. I'm like, hey, do I go left or right? Because like, you know, I was freaking out, and then. And of course he made fun of me some more. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I don't need you. So I went left and it was the right answer. And then, <laughs> and then get this, I get to the baggage, you know, you got to scan your baggage through. Yeah. The machine, the machine stops working. My stuff gets lost.
0: Oh, wow. I'm How standing cool.
3: there for 25 minutes with my shoes off in this smelly airport. And like all these people are like, that are wearing no clothes or like standing next to me. And I'm like, I'm going to miss my flight. And, uh, So I grabbed my stuff. Once the stuff was uh, through, and then my flight was postponed. So
0: it all worked out.
4: (laughs) It worked out perfect. (laughs) It's funny, man. I really almost never had any issues flying, except for going to Minneapolis for the haircut. I think that was the really only only bad flight experience I had. Like going to Salt Lake or California the other day, dude. Like I think I was in line. That was the most people I'd ever seen in TSA, and it took like fifteen minutes. And then it was like oh, uh, you don't have to take your shoes off today. Yeah, you don't have to take anything out of your bag. Just throw them in there. I was like, oh, this is easy. Right on through. And I was thinking, boy, poor Troy, Troy dog. He'd probably still be trying to find an airport.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I did get some good sleep, though. I slept through the whole red eye on the way home.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. That's <laughs> something I can't do sleep on a plane more than a couple minutes. Yeah,
3: and, like, the sushi wore off, and then, I like, the twisted <laughs> tea wore off. So I was feeling, like, pretty, pretty poopy after yeah, that. Right? I was like, yeah, but it was fine.
5: All right. No, and don't,
3: don't feel did, bad, man. I, I did went, want oh, I'm to. I, I'm, I didn't want to talk over you, but like tonight, like this is a world exclusive for you because no one knows it. But I'm adding a doggy to the squad for the summer. Oh yeah, who? So he's been hurt. Okay. And this is dude, this dude. If I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in the verb squad. Like I wouldn't be in the verb like moto family if it weren't for this kid and his family. So like. You might not know him too well. He's a privateer by the name of Ezra Hastings. Okay. You heard of him?
4: The name sounds familiar, but yeah, I don't know him. I've never met him. All right. He's number 251. He's riding 450 class
3: this summer on a gas gas, and uh, he's doing, like, five or six rounds. But um, I just he came back from injury, and he's just, like, doing it for fun this summer. So I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't be where I'm at if it weren't for his family, like, taking me in back in the day and taking me to the amateur nationals. So, I mean, this kid was on a 50 then. Yeah. So, and now he's pro. So I'm just kind of doing it as like a thank you thing. We're just going to have some fun. And he's like sneaky fast. So
4: I dig it, man. I dig your passion for the sport and how much you try to give back. It's really cool.
3: Dude, I have a picture of his like, like old school, like just sitting there. I'm like 17, 16 years old and his like little P-dubs behind me. So it's been, it's like a little family thing for me.
5: Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, so that's coming. What uh, what race are you looking forward to the most?
3: No, man, it's always Red Bud for me, just because it's so close. And then uh,
5: you get it twice this year too. With the oh, with the The donations,
4: donations,
3: yeah. So for me, it's like I can only do one, and I've been wanting to do donations because I've never been to donations before. Mm -hmm. But Ginger Dog is like on summer vacation, so like. I think it might just be the national. I might have to skip the nations.
4: Oh wow, that's gonna be tough. I'll be at the nations. Wow.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So even if I was there, you just had nod me, and I just wouldn't even like, <laughs> be able. To... All right. You know.
4: Well, this call's over. Nice yeah. talking to you.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what though? Like, I don't think I would know where to go at the nations because there's so many people. So oh, it yeah. might be, you know.
4: I I walked around that freaking place so many times, just trying to figure out what to do, and like. In, in, in two or a couple of years ago you know the last one i was just yeah all over the place spent the whole day just walking around trying to figure out and trying to i bet i spent an hour and a half just trying to get an interview with hurlings <laughs> I, I know it was at least an hour like i had to just wait and i kept being told yeah 15 more minutes uh he'll be out in 20 minutes um hang on and then finally they're like yeah come on into the rv I don't think anybody. I don't know that anybody else even got an interview with Hurlings that day, but I did because I waited.
5: <laughs> you paid your price.
4: Damn sure did.
5: No, dude, I I know how it goes, man. When when I I'm new to all this, and when I was with Darkside a couple of times, I I when I, he wasn't there, I felt like a lost puppy, bro. I didn't know where I was going.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like Redbud, like it's kind of a home race, but like yeah. I mean, I love Iron Man. Like okay. I, if I could go to High Point, I would. I love High Point. It's got good memories for me there. Yeah.
4: Dude, what I'm finding out, like, is travel is so much more expensive than it was even a year ago. Like, it's re- flights are ridiculous. I was trying to book a uh, a rental car for Lakewood, and like two years ago, I was spending fifteen, twenty five to thirty five bucks a day for a car. It's a hundred and thirty freaking dollars to rent a car a day now, no matter what you use, Expedia, Enterprise. It does not matter. It's a hun- over a hundred dollars a day. Hotels are two hundred bucks a day a night. Flights are like four and five hundred round trip. Like, how the hell can you afford to do anything?
3: It's on the budget, bro. It's not. Like it's not even gas, like it's like you know, it's gonna be rough.
4: (laughs) Yeah, like T J was like, Well just drive to Lakewood, it's only like twelve hours. I was like, Do you know what it would cost to drive there? It costs more than flights. Yeah, it'd be another five hundred bucks. It'd be like three hundred dollars each way in my tundra. Yeah.
3: Jesus. When I went and got West in Illinois, it was two hundred. Yeah. Like so yeah.
4: yeah it's just ridiculous i mean I, I i did get things booked for lakewood but that was like that's not even show money that's that was partly tj because i'm gonna help help dock out racing and like like it's just it's crazy what it costs our budget's gotten pretty small and we really can't afford to go to the nationals that i had planned on going to sucks
3: i feel that bro because like in the beginning of the year i had some funds for like merch and stuff for yeah. these guys and now i'm like eh, it's. Get a little tight, you know, Yeah, get a t-shirt here and there, but yep, uh, it happens. It does. It's, I mean, everything else gets more expensive. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we're but just going to, it's okay. Cause all my, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a co-sponsor. There you, know? you go. Like, like they're going to be announcing me every time <laughs> that he's on the line. Troy dog. I you
4: know? love it.
3: I love it. On a merge racing Troy dog verb Kawasaki.
4: That's so great. You know, that's going to be cool to hear. I'll, I'll, I'll hear it at Liquid, I guess. Cause that's probably the only one I'm going to go to
3: film it and like, yeah. you know, make a big deal about it. Cause all it's right. pretty cool.
4: We'll do it, man. Well, Troy dog, we're going to wrap yeah. the show up so I can get done and I can have some dinner now. <laughs> it's nine right, fifteen and right. I'm hungry, bro.
3: No, no, totally get it, bro. I was like, we were saying earlier, like, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
4: Keep calling me sure. out, and I'll keep, you know, <laughs> just doing the hand on the face emoji. Sorry, bro. I saw. Hey, you
3: have every time I ask to come on. I've never been on a live show before, so I'm kind of pumped on that. But like every time I ask you to come on, you always say no problem. So yeah, we'll make it's it happen. Just all in good fun, bro. I'm I, just know it. I
4: know. I know, man. I I enjoy talking to you, and uh, I appreciate your friendship, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon, man.
3: All right, boys. Thanks for uh, having me on, and uh, let's uh, go, squad. Huh?
4: Let's go, squad, and tell tell Ginger Dog. I said, "What up?" For, oh my gosh, what, what, is, dude, it, what is Joey?
3: Dude. I said, "How you doing?" <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'll for sure do that for you. I'm sure you
5: Dude, dude hey, It's <laughs> not just you, man. He's weird with everybody's it's wife. He's weird. Man. It's, it's, just weird.
4: Fu- it's just being funny. Like I'm trying to. Oh no, yeah, it's like. It's, it's, do you think that Troy? No, really I know. I don't hook no, up with no, I don't think. No, that. it's a joke.
5: And it's just a Shut joke up, that I called you weird. I am weird. See you could you could be see it's always worse than this side. I mean man. you could be me right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I told
4: Kiefer he you know he left Monday. Mor- Kiefer left Monday morning before I did for the for uh, Redbud, and I was like, all right, alone time with he- Heather. I mean it's it's just a joke. It's just hey, you know Until she, it's not. It, and really, though, see, like, then you say stuff
3: like keeps that. Me,
5: <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted th- you. Go just ahead. like
3: Ginger Dog keeps me like in line. Like I don't, I can't do anything. Obviously, like yeah. I can't even travel or get it to a flight without her. So like. I <laughs>
4: You I really do appreciate her. Yeah. Yeah, I do.
3: It's been twelve years. I don't know what I'd even do
4: without. her. That's it. awesome. I love it, man. It's really cool. So yeah, yeah. Hope to uh, hope to see you soon, and maybe someday I'll actually get to meet her face to face and say hi.
3: Yeah, and me. I don't, we've never met face to face either. So
4: that's right. I, w- I was thinking that we met at the at the um, thing at Oak Hill, but no, you weren't there. That's right.
3: No, we yeah. haven't. So yeah, just focus on meeting Ginger Dog and not me. You know.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> come on. Dude. Who would you want? Who would you rather meet?
3: Me, CEO.
4: (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. I'll change all right, you're you're my guy. All right. All right, Troy Dog. We'll talk to you soon, man. See ya. All right. See ya. Troy Dog, Verb Moto. Appreciate him jumping on. We're not talking about all right. All I want to do before we go, give me your winners, four fifty, two fifty. Oh
5: shit. Uh winners? Yeah, at Paula. Paula. That's such a it's 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 such no. Oh my! Are you gonna let me answer or what? Uh, I'm sure. It's such a. I feel like it's such a biased We're only track. We're three hours in. Then don't ask me questions. You don't want answers. No, I feel. I really feel like it's a. I I, feel I don't like, know why that was so funny. <laughs> then don't ask me questions if you don't <laughs> want answers. Is that what I sound like? Kind of. No. Oh my god. Uh no, I I feel like that track is kind of biased. Like it's it's really hard to say. Because of what people have done in the past or what they will do for the rest of the season, predict because of that. Because of the the rounds, those tracks are so biased for because like everybody rides them and it's just a weird feel. It's different than any other track on the circuit. And, but I I will say that I I feel like let's see I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Hunter and I'm gonna take Caroli. Oh wow! I think Caroli is gonna go like a. Two, th- two, three, something like that. That's okay. my that's my hot take.
4: All right. I got Jason Anderson and Austin Fortner. I wanted to
5: say Anderson, but everybody's been saying Anderson, so I'm going to go Carole.
4: I got Jason Anderson and Austin Fortner. Okay. All right. That's it. I want to thank a Cherubis USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky, Burn Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricant Oils, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, and Grill Your Ass Off. We say it every week. It's very important to us that you support these sponsors. Use the discount codes. If you don't know them, email me or DM me or something, and I'll get you hooked up with discount codes. Uh, grill your ass off. Jason paid for my flights to California. We got to give back to these people. Um, it means a lot to us for what they do for us. Uh, so support them. Go to our Patreon page and sign up if you can. We've had a few new, new subscribers to Patreon. Supporting Sweet. the show it means a lot. Uh, that money will be going to hotels and stuff, probably for Liquid and covering that. So, thank you very much for that. Uh, I want to thank our guests, Michael Moseman, Nick Romano, Tony Alessi, Justin Bogle, and Troy Dog. all coming on. Scotty, appreciate right. you.
5: Yeah, um, thank you. That's, whoa. That's the first just, time, yeah, you, what, you what the hell just happened? It's
4: a long show. I'm tired. I'm yeah, you're hungry. So, you're yeah, delusional.
5: I don't yeah, know what's I'm going on. It. Uh yeah. you got anything
4: to say before we go? I was just gonna say Don't most
5: care. of our we were about we, most of our guys stayed through the whole cool. show. YouTube stayed involved. Yeah. I appreciate that. It, it definitely adds another element and I appreciate you guys sticking in there. yellow are troopers.
4: All right. Uh yeah, we got a show next week. I think Jet Lawrence is in. He was we're trying to get him this week and burr, burr, burr. Bert said next week. So I think Jet will be on. Unless something changes, uh, so and maybe Bradshaw next week.
5: Oh, nice! I'm trying to
4: push a couple of the guys that couldn't do it this week to next, and I feel like oh, maybe McAdoo also possibly. So if that's it, that's it. That's probably gonna be it because I'll be back to a normal schedule. Be I'll interesting be back to, to wrap up show.
5: It'll be interesting to see how those interviews turn out. after this, what happens this weekend?
4: Yeah, be cool to see. So hopefully, those are the guys we're gonna have next week. We'll we'll try to lock it in. But uh, we're up. See you next week.